Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Synchronicities, the the intrepid paranormal podcasters extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, my name's Rooney. I'm here again with Reggie. Hello. And Amy. Hi. And where are we today, Rooney? We are at Thunderidge Old Church, also known as Cold Christmas Church in Ware. It is pitch black. It is so dark here. We are surrounded by graveyard. <laughs> and we are going to try and find us some ghosts. We are indeed, right. Welcome to this month's edition of Synchronicities. Today you're here with me, Reggie. I'm joined by Amy and Rooney. <laughs> Hello. <Yeah. laughs> sorry, what was that? I, I zoned out from. <laughs> Amy forgot. Sorry, everybody. Amy forgot her own name for a moment. There, she's so excited to to talk about today's stuff that I just, she I zoned out I, I was over there right? she she was just gazing off into the middle distance which is interesting considering we're in a box room in Harlow that I've been in many a time yeah so yeah we're back for another episode it's a different episode because um why why establish a formula and then stick to it when you can do something at this point different every month <laughs> He keeps people on their toes. He like, keeps us on our toes. If I, if I learn anything from our other podcast, is that like if you just keep doing the same thing, people get bored. People get bored. Mostly I like, us. I like chaos. So continually moving the goalposts on a monthly basis seems like the best way to keep people engaged, right? <laughs> or we could tell them the truth that this is uh, this is going to be a recurring theme. Yeah, the truth is that this was part of the initial conception, which is why we moved it away from our other podcast and brought it here, so we could give it the right amount of energy. Um, yeah. We do not want to do just another standard. We get together once a month and talk about uh, high strangeness podcasts. Yeah. Like, yes, we will do that every other month, but in the months we're not doing that, we want to get like boots on the ground, as Dana would say, and actually get out and go and explore and do some investigating because... That's fun. It yeah. is fun indeed. And it, it, you know, we don't want to be the sort of people who just sit there in a room with reading back stuff that we've read off the internet. As you know, there are other people out there in the world doing this. We don't want to be those people. We're we we're going to do that. Don't get us wrong. There's going to be episodes of that, but we also want to get out there and 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 have our own episode and form our own opinions based on what we've what we've seen ourselves. As this is um, not our only singular podcast, not our obviously our main focus at this point and because you know we don't make any money from it it takes a lot of time to do these episodes to yeah. go out do the investigation to make the clips figure out what the episode's going to look like and then come record it and do a second lot of editing so 
you know, because we're trying to juggle lives, full-time jobs, and <laughs> another podcast, a weekly podcast, it seems only fair to us that we only promise a bi-monthly. Yeah, at, at most. Yeah. <laughs> it might not seem like it at times, but there's been a lot of research. There's a lot of research, a lot of preparation yeah. for this. And and it's nice to do the going out and exploring and also the conversational episodes where we're talking about things that we can't physically explore. Yeah. And kind of like share our knowledge, learn more ourselves, because it, it's all a learning experience. Absolutely. And we want to mm. share, share our passions with you guys. For me, I think it's leaving the space in between the investigation and then coming and having this conversation. Yeah. That's really important because not only can you two go away and do your research, but if we were to do this, we were to go and do an investigation and come straight to do this part. Yeah. I think we'd all be overly excited about things that a week later we might be like, Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It gives you, because after we did the investigation, it was like, two days later that I was like, right, I'm going to get stuck in the research. And my whole perception of what had happened gives you Gives you a bit and, of, gives you perspective, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it gives you time. And to, I was looking into things that I didn't think I would be looking into. Yeah. It gives you time we to know. kind of calm down, gather your thoughts and then go, right, this is... Yeah, and I'm you can listen to it in a more dispassionate state rather than being yeah. hyped up or tired or over-caffeinated. I'm always... Desperately trying to get, get McDonald's in there. <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted was... a kebab, all right, guys. It's not my fault the kebab shops were shut. Uh, it just don't, it's don't cater to the modern paranormal investigator. I also kind of want to take the time to point out at this point that, like, even though we want to go and get boots on the ground, we want to go and investigate, may not always be ghost hunting. Because yeah. like, this, is, this is not a ghost podcast. It's well, it's not just that. It's, it's only, only make just the paranormal fresh and interesting episode after episode mm. like to a certain degree yeah because we're we're going to be doing the same tests we're going to be doing the same things so like look out for us to throw in a ufo spotting or trying to get abducted or cryptid hunting or <laughs> some other stuff we're going to stake reggie out in a field as bait <laughs> yeah again to keep it fresh and to not have it be predictable because I think as well we're all open to kind of just taking it where it takes us. Yeah, going on the journey. Yeah. On that note, where did we choose? What, what about journey did we take? The very first investigation on synchronicities. Right, we went to Thunderidge Old Church, which is located in where? where? Quaint. Oh, I will stab you in the gums with this pen. Oh. I'm still not sick of this joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it around. Don't worry. Uh, Damn you. <laughs> I have no power here. <laughs> well, you have power. You can make us look like complete dicks in the video. Oh, well, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there will be video yeah. content. Yeah. It will be coming well. soonish. Soon. Yeah, which, which yeah. will be, it won't be just a copy of this. It will be different. It will be its own thing. It will have the video, it will have some of the video footage you managed to capture on the night and, and some, some stuff. Some researchy bits here. And it's just, a slightly yeah. different perspective on our investigation. Yeah. Yeah. So, Plus, um, you know, all, all the evidence of the of the EMFs actually doing stuff. Actually doing yeah, stuff rather than just us physical. sounding excited because yeah. something happened that you can't see or hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, has Fundridge Old Church got another name? It has. Uh, it's also known as St. Mary and All Hallows. Okay. Uh, has it got, but, has really got a third name? Has it got a third name? <laughs> ah, I wonder what you could possibly be getting at. Is it the fact that it has a third name of Cold Christmas Church? That's the... That's the colloquial name. That's 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 how the, all the youths know it. The Ute. 
Uh, it's colloquially known as Cold Christmas Church. Shout out to the Ute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out for not coming down there uh, last Saturday night yeah. and investi- uh, ruining our investigation. Yeah, I was really scared. We were more concerned about uh, the Ute coming down there and causing trouble than we were with any paranormal occurrences. Yeah, any time there was like noise in the background, I was like, oh, oh here comes a gang of Utes. trouble. <laughs> trouble. Troubled youths. And then I was like, "Oh no, it's probably just a troubled youths spending their their Saturday night out in a pleasant in the ple- pleasant part of the Bib Valley in the Hertfordshire countryside, miles away from the nearest town." I've said it before. <laughs> I said it again. Uh, fifteen, sixteen, or oh, not fifteen, but sixteen, seventeen. You, me, and Dale live near there. We I'm, would have been there all the fucking. Once time. again, I will draw your attention to the fact that we ain't wired right. <laughs> <laughs> There literally isn't anything else about, so you'd have to walk so far with your bottles of cider. Yeah, anything you want there, you've got to take with you. Yeah, you severely lack the amount of shit that we had to do. You severely underestimate <laughs> our <laughs> willingness to walk when we were in oh, our late no, teens. Yeah. So, <laughs> Little St Mary's Church, Thundridge, Thundridge Old Church, Cold Christmas. Um, it was originally built in 1086 on Hugh Demenil's estate. So, like... Okay, so this was built 20 years after the Battle of Hastings, which means that it was probably, well, is, is my history. Historical knowledge coming <laughs> into play here. It's probably built by, um, what was his name? The Conqueror. William, William. Conqueror. Because um, in that initial <laughs> first few years. I can see Amy is champing at the bit here. Yeah. Well, hey, you just hang on. You just confirm or deny whatever I like to say. Like, he came into this country and a lot of the architecture in the building really took a step up. Because he had to build like keeps yeah. for the people he put in charge. Yeah. So that's where Stancy Mount Fitcher comes from. I imagine mm-hmm. this is probably part of that building. Amy's going to tell me whether I'm right or wrong. <laughs> um, say the man's name again. William the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Dem- Demenils, I assume okay. it's French. If yeah. I remember correctly, he was one of William the Conqueror's. Like Sidemen. Yeah, he was a BFF with. Yeah, with and Big he Willie. earned a lot of money. Big Willie C. Yeah, he earned a lot of money, and that's how he built his estate. The church, because the church was built for his, his family. family to use. But he also had a lot of other big manor houses. And oh yeah, yeah. Church, like the, the the plot of land that the church is on now. Um, if you look at uh, especially older ordnance survey maps and pre-ordnance survey maps, um, you can see it was a moated plot of land it was dry moat mostly for the yeah. most part um i imagine it had wooden spikes in it right it, it had the the ability to have wooden spikes yeah. it wouldn't have had them there ordinarily because no. the bib valley wasn't really a hotbed of political unrest no. <laughs> in the 11th century um but yeah it, it that whole bit was dry most of the dry moats have been filled in by time and and you know agriculture but some of them are still there and you can see them on some of the older maps and that whole wooded area and the, the fields where the sheep are on two sides of it was all part of his manor grounds. He had a hell of a lot of money. He had a lot of money. He yeah. he had a, a big hizzle. His crib was, was blinging. William the Conqueror knew that if he was going, <laughs> going to like rule this country properly, he had to put he had to make a lot of the barons, his allies from back home. Yeah. And they all become very, very rich very, very, rich. very quickly. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the uh the architecture and the buildings Kind of took a step up, yeah, because they had so much money to spend. So, well, the main, the uh, obviously that was the original church was built in 1086. Uh, the main portion of the church was bit, uh, was demolished in 1853 Ooh. because the village moved 
and built a new parish church because it was too long a journey, basically, for the the peons. Well, actually, they weren't worried about the peons or the peasants. They were more worried about the the wealthy gentry and and merchants who were complaining that they had to basically go out and trudge through all weathers to the church, you know, at least once a week. So they built the new church, which I believe is called St. Mary's New Church. Yeah, well, I know St. Mary's... Congress New Church. Isn't it all saints? No, that was a pop group in the 90s. Um, thing is, I've, I've read so many stories recently about churches and, that, and yeah. the amount of St. Mary's All Saints. They built a new, they but, built, it, yeah. but basically this is referred to as Thunderidge Old Church because they have the new church. Um, in one of the later clips, we're going to hear you two talk about how the church was moved and some people were reinterred. Yeah. Would that have occurred at this point? Yes. Yeah. Okay. When, when it was, when it was demolished. Um, the tower that's left there, which is the sadly the only part remaining, was actually built in the 15th century. Um, although the doorway, uh, the internal doorway with the, the houndstooth markings above it, where we had the uh, REM pod, was actually uh, a 12th century piece of architecture that was repurposed and put in there. So the church kind of had ongoing renovations for quite yeah. a few years uh, and developments um it was called it's got the name called christmas now there are two there are two explanations for the the colloquial name cold christmas church the first one is the one i personally believe to be true and is the more sensible of the two and that is due to the fact that like a mile down that footpath is a small hamlet it doesn't even doesn't even classify as a village called cold christmas it's referred to as Cold Christmas Village, but it's only like half a dozen houses or something. Lane. Yeah, yeah. that that whole footpath we go down is Cold Christmas Lane. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Cold Christmas Lane is actually further to the south. Oh, okay. It's actually a proper footpath, basically at the top of the hills on that valley. The bit we walk down is Old Church Lane. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, basically, there's this village further up, and it's closer to that than Thunderidge, given that Thunderidge moved. Um, the other explanation for the Cold Christmas name is that allegedly one particularly bitterly cold Christmas, lots of children in the nearby village froze to death and they're all buried in another rumour about the church, a mass grave somewhere in the church grounds. It is worth noting at this point that although that makes for a very cool spooky story and gives lots of uh, macabre charm to the place, there is no historical evidence either in the surviving records or the churchyard itself to support a mass death of children one yeah, year. There, there isn't, um, there isn't any point where the death of children spiked more no. so than children died a lot in those in in those days anyway. Yeah. Uh, but there's no like proof of there ever being like a big batch of them all dying at once. Okay. So yeah, there we go. That's why that's called that. It is a good that. spooky story. It is a good spooky story. See, ladies and gentlemen, we are not just going to play with the spookiest of stories. We will do our research and app and give you the facts. We will, yeah. If if, if, the spooky story. if there is evidence to debunk a spooky story, we will um, debunk yeah. said spooky story. Because to be honest, if I'm going to find if I'm going to find evidence of the paranormal, it's got to be actual evidence, not just yeah. you know based yeah. on what I heard. Uh, now, the church was rumored to have been built north to south rather than east to west, uh, which was in uh, the medieval period believed to be a sign of the devil uh unfortunately that's also nonsense <laughs> the church is built on the traditional east to west alignment 
uh, as can be seen not only in uh, illustrations and descriptions of the church from when it was the whole thing was still standing, but also more recently in drought markings, which is basically where um, the uh, foundations effectively of the building, even though it's been demolished, still have an impact on the grass there and the grass on those patches where the walls were and the foundations still are die quicker during dry periods. And you can basically, uh, there's some aerial photography out there, um, which uh, I will share on the socials. And it'll be in the video. And it'll be in the video, um, which shows the outline of it. And you can see it is on the traditional east-west when alignment. When you look at it, it's actually really clear. Like, yeah, it's very, it's very clear. I mean, if you just stand there with a compass. Debunk, yeah. <laughs> so it's very easy to debunk it. But of course, the people telling these stories, they aren't all nutters like us who will go and spend hours delving into this and investigating it. Um, now, there is a genuine mystery. Aside from the paranormal, there is a far more sensible mystery about the church, uh, which is the missing Norman font. I don't know okay. how much people either in this room or listening, know about um, fonts I, in churches. I know <laughs> churches have fonts. And I, yeah. I read that it is missing. Yeah, there, it's basically a, a stone bowl on a pedestal. Yeah. They use it for sprinkling ba- on people and drowning baptisms babies and, and baptisms. Christians. Yeah, sorry, baptisms, not drowning babies. That, <laughs> well, spring, just fry in the water. Just splash babies. about. Yeah, it's, you'll be all right. It's like a big stone bird bath, but for people. Um, <laughs> Christians. Christenings, those sorts of things, yeah. Full of uh, yeah, holy water. Um, It's missing. Most of the other stonework has been large, recognisable pieces of it have been traced. They're either sort of on the site or in local uh, houses. Because back then, when a when a building like that was demolished, especially after um, Henry uh, Henry VIII, wasn't it, Um, with the disestablishment of the monasteries and all of that, they were demolished and they were taken apart and usable stonework and bricks and stuff like that was taken to use for local villages and stuff like that yeah and a lot of the um like tombstones and things like that were moved to either the new church or to there's some in the museum some have ended up at uh where in where museum they've Um, got a collection of them there 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 is a lot of stuff from the church that has been moved around for its protection yeah but But the font uh, it's missing. Apparently, they were, the only rumor they have is that uh, a century or so later, somebody reported that it was being used as the bowl on the village pump. Oh. Since then, it's disappeared. And obviously, if if um, this could be found, a it would be worth quite a lot of money, mm. um, assuming it survived at least moderately intact. But also, um, historically, it's a great thing to have because it's a core part of the history of the Bib Valley. At this point, it probably behooves me to shout out Thunderidge, Thunderidge Old Church Action Group, who uh, we spoke to. Um, we went and saw they have an exhibit. They had an exhibition because it's now recently closed, didn't yeah, it? Last we week, literally, we literally caught like the, the, right the penultimate week or something. I mean, I don't want to keep harking on the name of this podcast, but um, yeah. we decided to start this podcast, have this as our first investigation at the same time as Thunderidge Old Church Action Group had a uh, exhibition at where local museum and it so, wasn't originally going to be our choice of first investigation this wasn't going to be the first investigation so uh, the stars aligned and yeah we went there we, we spoke to some of their members they are very knowledgeable and lovely They're very lovely people. people um they even put up with me talking at them about um energy in endowing buildings and and cultural accumulations of stories and other nonsense like that while they're talking about the genealogy of the people that were buried there. 
<laughs> this group goes by a different name as well. Okay. Okay, because I think we mentioned that. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned who they are. Okay, so we'll right, yeah, no. That, yes. that Tokag, yeah, we mentioned that in the recording. Uh, yeah, shout out to them. Their website is a veritable treasure trove of information on the site. Um, and they are as as passionate about that church as we are about things that go bump in the night. So, so this font, do you believe it's probably in a house somewhere? I reckon by now it's probably buried somewhere, been used as hardcore or, or rubble for something. I reckon it's probably buried. It was probably used as... Something very agricultural, like the bowl on a pump. You don't believe, like, a super religious person may have been like, that's the font I the don't church. believe someone's sitting on it in secret, no. I reckon it would have been used by the village, and eventually it's worn out, it's broken, and, yeah, it's just gone the way of all other broken masonry over the years. You know what? My, the, the thing that really interested me the most about this was the, uh, the signs of Roman legions. Ah, yes. Uh, there's a lot of reports uh, of... of High strangeness, yeah. high strangeness, shall we say, about the church. Um, they're not all paranormal in origin, um, but I do have a list of most of them that I've been able to you know, get from, not only from Tokag, but from other sources as well, on the internet, talking to people, all of that sort of stuff. So, there have been reports of groaning noises coming from the empty tower, uh, some reports ascribe those to the allegedly perished children. Doesn't really make sense now that we know that there was no mass death of children. So, but groaning noises coming from the empty tower, uh, disembodied voices and footsteps. This will become relevant <laughs> later. Yep. Uh, deep growls coming from the tower as recently as 2009. Now, there's obviously uh, UK. We have this recurring story about <laughs> a black shaggy dog, well, or a cat, big cats and black dogs. Yeah. Um, given that, uh, given what we've seen in the tower ourselves before on previous visits, it lends credence to the fact that there may have been at some point one of these, uh, not cryptids because they aren't really cryptids; they're just big wild cats yeah. that have I, been. I, I uh, believe that what we saw. Well, so it was the, the, the lair of one of them. Yeah, because it, it's too big to be like a fox or a cat. Yeah. I mean, personally, like, I thought I saw the cryptid when we were on our way walking to the church. That was a sheep. Everyone keeps telling me oh, it was no, a that fox. Was a fox. It was, that was the fox. That and then we the saw. others, they were all sheep. They were all sheep. They weren't sheep squatches, despite. And we saw a rabbit. And we saw a rabbit, which was not a jackalope, it was a rabbit. Despite me trying to attribute all these natural things to the supernatural. Just because he wants, he really wants to see a cryptid, yeah. folks. Um, orbs, tapping, EVP, allegedly saying, let me out, has been recorded on several investigations over there. Um, I have yet to go back and listen to all of our recorded footage um, you know, with headphones and listening to the silences in between us talking because there's quite a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah. But I haven't heard anything in what I have listened to. The recording that I stripped down in order to make this was an hour or 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, banging sounds also coming from the tower. Um, and this is worth noting that at the moment, the tower is not only the only entrance to it. Well, there's two entrances technically, but one of them was sealed a long time ago. The entrance that previously you could use to get into the tower has been bricked up uh, and sealed over. They've also filled the tower itself allegedly with rubble yeah i saw pictures from 
I think it was probably the last time TOCAG were there. Yeah. Doing different surveys and all yeah. this sort of stuff. And they are they are standing on rubble and Yeah. Well know, it was it but it was fairly rubbly in there before when we went. It was in like there. a big mountain of But previously you could you could more. get in there um through a hole that had been cut through the bricked up door. Probably didn't want to go in there because the rubbish stunk. It was it was like not as people lived in there. But... Yeah, it was not a particularly pleasant environment, but you could get in there. You could go to the, the built in spiral staircase in I think it's the southwest corner. To be honest, I would have I would have loved for us to have been sat in there in there, yeah. Actual investigation. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately we couldn't do that this time. Unfortunately the youths the youths and um a certain other group which we'll get to. Uh Caused it to basically be sealed up and blocked. So all of this, all the investigation has to be done on the outside. Um, most of these reports of noises and stuff seem to predate the tower being sealed off and blocked the way it is yeah. now. Um, although that could be because local newspapers don't need to fill their pages so much anymore. Logically, <laughs> though, if you're hearing banging and the sound of someone saying, let me out, yeah, you would think that would have come after... It was sealed. It up, was sealed, yeah. Rather than before when it was open and you yeah. go in and out. So. I think there there has been various different times where it's been sealed up and then reopened. And reopened and, and yeah. But yeah, it's Plus the the, 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 the the let me out was was caught on a tech recorder. Um after and was only recognised after the fact sort of thing. There are also uh reports of breathing sounds from around the graves. Um, I'm really glad I didn't read this out to you guys before we did the investigation from the looks on your faces. <laughs> I've read a lot of the stories, but when I was there in the moment, I was like, right, I'm not going to think too much about what we've, yeah. what stories we've heard because I want to, I don't want to be too on edge so that I think I'm hearing yeah, things. You're going to hear things. Yeah, to be honest, I was channeling my, my best side of strand. I was just excited to be there. Just happy to be there. <laughs> to be a part of it. Um, you mentioned, obviously, the, the Roman connection. Yeah. Obviously, this whole area was was overrun by by Romans back in the day during their uh, invasion and subsequent op- occupation. A lot of uh, the Essex that we've come to know was originally settled and built by the Romans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously, the Bib Valley was, as you know, as we've seen, has, has had a lot of people visiting it from the French to the, the, the Normans, the Romans. Um, there was there are reports of fires, sh- uh, fires and shouting, followed by a troop of ancient soldiers in metal helmets and breastplates running past. A couple of reports of that. Uh, and one report in 1978, a woman claims to have encountered a marching army who emerged through the door of the tower basically marching through the, the, the tower of the church, across the field, straight through her, vanishing off up the side of the Bib Valley, which, yeah, would have been quite something to see. But obviously it was 1978 and people didn't have camera phones. It's fascinated me because a lot of the other stuff, being a sceptic on the podcast, I could probably write off as, you know, if I didn't hear it myself, mm. we're going to get into some of what I did hear myself. <laughs> if I hadn't heard it myself, I would be like, oh, yeah, but that's explainable. Yeah. Like yeah. Breathing, uh, footsteps, voices, like banging. It's it can be scientifically explained. Yeah, you can you can but somebody explain it away. Laying eyes on a phantom Roman soldier and having it actually walk through them. Mm. If you see something like that, you're gonna be like, I believe. <laughs> yeah, well it's not just that, it's that like that is what stops me in my tracks and makes me go, Okay. If that's true, mm. 
I can't explain that with mere science. Yeah. So that interests me. It's, yeah, me. but it's one of those things that you have to see it to actually believe, believe it. it. Yeah. Because there's always rumours. Like, um, remember there was the little um, guest book in the museum? Yes. I took a, pic- I took a picture because I thought it was quite interesting. <laughs> um, so people can write in their little stories from their times and experiences with the church. And someone wrote... Um, story heard in the hairdressers in Buntingford, Russell Parkins' mother, I have no idea who that is, said that during the war, all the local children used to go to the church and frighten the London children who had been evacuated to our villages and say that the church was haunted. As a result, I've had, over the years, people knocking on my door in cold Christmas, asking where the haunted church was or where Thundridge Old Church is. <laughs> so I know, knowing what they really wanted, I'd send them to St Mary's instead. <laughs> But I like the fact that these ghost stories have been going on since, the, you know, Victorian. Yeah, and, yeah. And it shows that some of these stories could be exaggerated and, th- you know, come yeah. from these sort of children. You, and you can't, passed a lot. even things like this that are passed down, like, from generations, they're probably the least reliable in some cases yeah. because you have that. And you, you'll have kids that, you'll, well, kids who, who survived the Blitz living out here in the, in the sticks went back to London. Yeah. And you know, some part of them still carries this this thought that yeah, that church was haunted. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like all these stories, or the you know the old ones, could have literally just come from these children. Yeah, but on a different perspective, the fact that uh, ghost stories and hauntings and all this stuff is so much a part of the local lore and mythology. Yeah, yeah. that kind of I get totally understand what you're saying, but. To me, that adds a certain amount of credence to like must have happened back in the day, real for <laughs> it to have permeated and become such a long-standing yeah part of the natural history of the place. I tried to explain in a way that didn't make me sound like a raving lunatic to uh, one of the chaps from the uh, Tokag group. A group of people, however disparate they are become focused on something with a fixed idea about it. So, you know, you have hundreds of people in the local area believing, to some degree or another, this place is haunted. Even if it wasn't haunted, you're directing an awful lot of mental energy at that place that says it's haunted. So it shouldn't be surprising that things then manifest, manifest, especially people going there who want to see that, that, that. That energy, that focus is already there. And you've got that energy being imbued, which says this place is haunted. So if someone goes there believing it's haunted, there's this ready-made basin of of power yeah. for it and belief to tap into, you know, unknowingly or otherwise. Yeah, you're putting a lot of energy into an area, especially one that has had a lot of it's a lot of just, history yeah, itself. History. It's absorbed a lot of history. A lot in that of building. unsettled um, graves, yeah, churches. There's all that wildlife around, all yeah. that natural energy. I'd love to go there with some some ground sounding radar oh, and just yeah. see because obviously the the the, the rumours of the mass grave and the mausoleum under there again there's no historical evidence for that be. but of course no one's ever actually gone there and done a full sonar of the mm. ground sort of thing to see is there a mausoleum there you know, is there a mass grave there well how far exactly do these graves extend out sort of thing yeah, um, yeah I'd love to do that if I if we ever get that Joe Rogan money. 
So the other thing that really excited me about this, aside from the Romans, because you know I'm a history buff, yeah, it's the reported cult activity. Yeah, because I love a good cult. Oh yeah, we yeah. we're all about the cult. Because here. it was like it's not surprising that people have tried to do rituals and things like that there, but the fact that it seems to have been a very very serious and dedicated. Now this this was one of the things that really caught my eye yeah. and sent us off to the local um, archives. To, to basically root around and, and dig for that. And uh, the Hart, what was it? Hartford Archives and Learning Centre, something or other. Yeah. HALS, I know that's the, the acronym for it. Yeah. They um, were lovely too. They were very Everyone helpful. That we've met, Everyone we've, we've met during the course of this investigation lovely. has been absolutely lovely, apart from Reggie. Um, but we but used he to was, him. We knew him already. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they knew me. And they still suggest. <laughs> like I said, we ain't wired right. No sympathy for these two. It's like people get attachments in uh, ghost hunts. So. Yeah, we've got attachments we've got in real an life. Attachment. Um, um, so we we went there and we we did some research after after I started looking this up online on the on the fact that everyone you meet has been really nice so far. I heard someone else say something similar the other day and they were saying like a lot of the time when you go to someone and you're like, I'm investigating the paranormal or yeah. cryptids or aliens, suddenly the other person's like at ease and kind of like, oh, I, I either don't know anything about this, yeah. Yeah. but I do know someone that's had an experience or they're quite... Read it, like quite free to just tell you about their experiences. Yes, yeah. if you go, if you just... Ask someone a propos of nothing. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. Depending on the situation and how well that person knows you and you know them, then they're very likely to deny it because they don't. There's there's this stigma attached to belief in the paranormal that it makes you a kook, a crazy. You know, you're not quite right. Whilst I don't dispute that, <laughs> we own it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Whereas if you go to someone and you say to them very sensibly, "I am here investigating." this uh i want to know more about this your the ufos the bigfoot the ghosts whatever then that lowers a barrier between you and them because they're like they immediately recognize a sympathetic ear someone who's not going to judge and ridicule them someone who is more likely to believe them so they will be far more open and and helpful than they would otherwise be. Yeah. And I pray that this continues for the uh, longevity of this podcast. Yeah. Yes, we're, yeah. we're 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 banking on people's uh, good nature. That's what I I was a bit worried when we spoke to, well, all of the people that we spoke all to of because the they were because they were all of all them sensible were, older people and <laughs> religious. Yes, they all seem a lot religious, of them are quite religious. Or are religious, and I thought that they might think that we're being disrespectful, or they might just be like, well. No, it's not. There's not, none of that sort of stuff. We were prepared to to defend ourselves, you know. Yeah, at the same but time, they were though. all very open to talk about yeah. it, and and they were like getting, they were like opening files that hadn't been opened. The, the ladies so at the the Hertfordshire archives, we we mentioned. I, I wanted a particular uh, newspaper from uh, 2004, and I mentioned what I wanted, and then when they found the article for me, that's something they just they were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's on the microfilm. I'll show you how to do it. And then they just did it for me and printed it off. Yes, our neighbours are doing DIY again. Yeah. Um, apologies for that, ladies and gentlemen. They've been doing this on and off all day. Believe I mean, me, it's more annoying to me than you. I was about to sell that as a ghost. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, they went off, they did it all for me. And then when we told them what we were looking for and that what we were researching, they just went off and spent the next half an hour 
delving through archives, coming over right. to us with pamphlets, out of print Photos. books, and all sorts of stuff. So they we literally couldn't do enough for us. We had a great time there. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to these women. Thank you for your yeah. Time. They they made this they made this research so much easier than it would otherwise have been. So what did these women uh, present you with? Well, research. the the primary thing that I saw uh, was when I was looking online for you know, rumors and stories around the the church. One of the things that came up is a story in the Hertfordshire Mercury, from two thousand uh, February the sixth, two thousand and four. It's uh, a now defunct uh, newspaper. Obviously, it was an old print in print local newspaper because back in the day, people still did that. Uh, and it was there was a, a discussion online. Uh, an archived part of an online forum from back then where someone was talking about cult activity at the church. Um, and it was on the, off the back of something else, some tinfoil hat rant someone had posted. And so I was like, well, you know, cult activity is real, blah, blah, blah. And it led me to this. And there was an excerpt from this article used in someone's uh, argument. And they were referring to someone else who had posted on the old where online forums them I haven't been able to get. I don't think they exist anymore. Um, but basically, it was this chap. What is the what is the chap's name? Uh, so it was a, a a disciple of the occult who named themselves Ritarius, the self proclaimed last witch of Hartford. So yeah, and they posted on there that they had been involved. They were actually part of an occult group, and they had been involved in in occult rites, witchcraft being conducted over there. Uh, and that they weren't the only group doing it. Uh, in fact, I can quote a section from the article. Uh, I once took part in sacred pagan rites within the old church tower itself, which has since been sealed. Perhaps this is for the best. When the rites were finished, we found a scythe blade embedded in the stone at the exit. Something felt very wrong there that day. That's not the only report of that. One of the most uh, disturbing ones is that after one of these rights being conducted by one of the local covens or occult groups there was a sheep's head impaled on a stick in the grounds of the church uh that obviously the, the authorities then had to come and clean up and the big problem the, the church was nearly demolished a few years back because of uh the occult activity there that was damaging headstones doing various bits and pieces they talk about it in this article um the local councillors were like, look, we're having to pay to, to repair this and make it safe for the public. It's not safe having them there doing that, blah, blah, blah. You had obviously all the utes down there um, doing Probably, what I utes will do. I imagine religious outrage. At the religious, yeah, a bit of pearl clutching. Uh, they didn't dis- they didn't demolish it in the end, obviously it was safe, but that's what Tokag sprang from to, to save it. Um, but yeah, apparently there are, you know, locally there are reports and stories of this, uh, of, of cults using it since it was deconsecrated obviously you know especially for the the anti-christian uh catholic sort of cults and that they will use it because it's a big you know i think of a, of a word that i wouldn't use on touching <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's a it's a big fu to the yeah. church to use one of their own albeit deconsecrated grounds for their outlawed formerly outlawed rituals and stuff so slap in the face to the a big that's the, yeah. that's the phrase i'm looking for a big slap in the face to the church I tell you which what, these players don't stop banging i'm gonna go there is gonna be a slap, slap in the face, face in a minute yeah with the cults probably happening around the time we first started going there yeah and apparently it hasn't actually happened for a long time i think partly because they probably got bored or yeah. moved on somewhere else but um i know that on like halloween and 
other days like that yeah. they completely block you can't even get onto the lane that leads to yeah it. they they, they, they basically close the, the footpath entirely so to stop yeah well, to at least make it more difficult yeah because you have to trek across fields and things yeah, like that you to can get, to, get it. to it from various different areas but um, yeah, it apparently hasn't happened for a long time. It's been documented as being used by witches and occultists to perform rituals um, and devil worshippers, allegedly, but everyone that doesn't go to church is apparently a devil worshipper. Uh, as recently as 1989, a local radio station decided not to t- set up a transmitter there because of regular interruption from so-called devil worshippers. So there was enough cult activity there, like end of the 80s, start of the 90s, to disrupt radio broadcasts. Uh, symbols and phrases painted on the walls, sheep's head impaled on a stick. Um, one thing, this, this explained a question I'd had for a long time after discovering this place. I said the wall, the door was bricked up. Previously, when we went there, you probably remember, there was a hole cut in it at yeah. about sort of midriff height. About, like a hatch, wasn't it? Yeah, like about two foot high by about a foot wide. Um, yeah, that's how I got in there. And well. yeah, you could, yeah, you could climb through into the tower. Now, what amazed me is that was bricked up with with breeze blocks and and concrete yeah and it had been cleanly cut through with power tools and i you know people are like oh yeah kids going in there and i'm thinking kids don't generally have access or the ability to use the heavy grade power tools that have been used to cut this you know cut through i mean these were what like 20 centimeters of breeze block and stuff but adults in adults in a cult yeah absolutely so that that explains that um Said about Retarius and and yeah, and his scythe blade in the in the wall. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen yeah, that. That would be pretty cool. I want the scythe anyway, but Amy won't let me get one. I have to admit, the first time I've been there twice, right? Once for this investigation, and once I came with you. Mm. The first time when we could actually get in there and everything yeah. else, there was like a off feeling about the place the whole time I was there. Like mm. I was, I had that feeling, anxious too. and on edge the entire time. Now, I can't say you whether how much of that was my imagination or how much of that was that this place had a weird energy about it. But this time around, I didn't really feel any of that. Yeah. I felt I said, calm. Yeah. I said that before. I said the first time we went there, I felt really uncomfortable. I felt like there was some sort of like negative energy. Yeah. Um, I felt unsafe. Whereas yeah. every single time since then, whether we've gone in the day or later or on the investigation, even when things were happening, I felt a little bit... So a little bit unnerved because you're there in the dark and yeah. weird shit's happening. And that but... was mostly the, the things in the trees because I was like, are people going to jump out? Are us? people lurking Is in the trees? Is a massive cat going to come running at us? <laughs> like, I didn't know, but I didn't feel unsafe at any point. I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if some energy yeah. worker or, or something has been down there. I think there's and, probably and been a lot of blessings. Blessings and, and of... stuff like that have been done down there. To me, it's quite simple. It's like, that door shut, that door's been bricked up and... Yeah, you know, obviously I mean. within the tower itself that, that has yeah. got that that bad juju. How long ago did they say that the last known cult? It was about didn't they say it was like 15, 20 years ago? Yeah. So since then, if you yeah, that, that of, report in the newspaper is is from um, sort of two thousand four. Yeah, oh. and they said yeah, February sixth, two thousand four. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they said that they don't know of any of it. Of any, yeah. So that's a long. It's kind of a shame. Also kind of good because it means that we wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> it would have been really awkward if yeah. we'd been mid mid Estes session and uh, yeah, a bunch of people in their in their hoods and cloaks with their pointy well, daggers. I'm thinking yeah, as well with with like Tokag getting getting involved. Um, it's brought a lot more exposure to the church. Yeah, and they've been take there's like children that go there in the day. And oh do yeah, local and stuff. scout 
groups and all so that I think sort of thing to do stuff down there now. Positive energy. Yeah. I also kind of feel like the early nineties was the time of the satanic panic, right? And the reason it was the time of the satanic panic. One of the satanic panics, yeah. One of the satanic panics, yeah. Like is because there was a high level of cult activity, a high level of a cult activity. Yeah. 2023 doesn't strike me as a time of like high levels of that kind of 2023 like is kind of average levels, but not high. Yeah, 2020 the, to, from from sort of the turn of the millennium, a lot of of the the occult stuff has moved away from secret groups sacrificing chickens on formerly rich, formerly religious sites to web forums, web for kitchen witches. You know, witchcraft is a big thing on social media these days, and that's been a growing thing over the last 20 years or so. It's kind of moved away from from shady men in robes killing stuff to people manifesting. A lot of people use it for positivity. Yeah, they're manifesting their positivity. They're they're, they're, going back to nature and... Christ, we've got a fucking we've got an altar sat over there next to you right now. Yeah, exactly. It's like not, a lot and I've never sacrificed a chicken. I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, but do you think... More that people practice diet witchcraft now rather than hardcore ritual. I think witchcraft. people understand it's, it more. It's different sides of it. I think now, people even back then there was there was a very heavy stigma to uh, witchcraft or any of that sort of thing. It's gradually, as as a lot of things have become more open and accepted in society, witchcraft and to a certain degree the paranormal have followed along with that. And you can now, it's easier to get into that sort of thing. And it's because it's easier, you can go and buy a book on witchcraft yeah, now. I was going to say, it's easier to get your hands on the information that allows you to do it. It allows you to do it, yeah. It's like in um, The Unbinding, where Dana talks about how she does online. She has an online coven. And that's yeah. a very positive. Yeah. So there's a lot more positive influences. It's it's come out of the shadows. People understand it better, and they people are more likely to go. You know what? I'm going to do that. Like, I would very much like to meet it. one of these creepy cults, though. Not necessarily in the dark on our own, yeah. but I would very much like to. I would like to make contact with one of them. Or I think ex, that would be fascinating. Ex- to tag along. Well, yeah, tag along. Do like a do a a, a Louis Thoreau weird yeah, weekend. I'd love to tag along. We with would an get sacrificed. Oh, not us. Not They're us. only interested yeah. in virgins and stuff like that. Not and virgin. none of us are virgins. Virgin on the ridiculous, maybe. Sorry, mum. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. sorry, Amy's mum. Sorry, Amy's mum. <laughs> sorry, Miss Person. Showing <laughs> my age there. We've given everybody all the information they need to know about this site. Should we introduce them to you know? Our yeah, people people have enough now to, yeah. uh, to to understand where we are, why we went there. Okay, so clip two. We're going to want to hear some clips now, aren't we? Dog clip two. Why is it saying there's no battery? Oh, because it's. There we go. This was fully charged this morning. This happened last time. The first time we came here, ladies and gentlemen, and that was in the day. The camcorder is now telling us there is no battery charge. Even though it was fully charged this morning and should run for a good, what, three hours or so on a full charge. So we'll see how that goes. I don't have a spare battery for this one yet. What are the paranormal implications of losing power <laughs> to a, a, uh, a device that was fully charged seconds earlier? Um, the, the thinking behind that is what? It's been reported in a lot of paranormal cases that 
charged objects, you know, charged batteries and things like that will be drained by entities. Um, whether it's to be mischievous or whether it's because they're drawing that power to use it themselves to manifest some form of communication, like most things in, in high, the high strangeness universe is still very much up for debate. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's almost a trope now in paranormal circles that a battery dies in something that shouldn't have died. This isn't your first experience of losing power at a site either. Is nope. It? We, yeah. we had exactly the same thing with several devices, actually. I think it was last time we were there. I'm pretty sure it was almost everyone's phones. Yep. As soon as we walked into the graveyard. Yeah. All we, we lost well, three phones, uh, and uh, I think one Didn't of the torches the died. The audio as well, I think. The yes, our old audio yeah. recorder that died as well within within minutes of arriving at the site. Our yeah. phones that had been sort of like 90 percent, uh, the audio recorder and one of the, the torches that had fresh batteries in it that afternoon, yeah. gone, totally so, dead. This is basically the beginning of. Our investigation. We've got there. We've set ourselves up. Yeah, we're all ready to start. We're busting out the gear, and suddenly the video recorder that we've got goes from fully charged to no charge whatsoever. Yeah, it ran. It ran for I think from the footage I was able to salvage About three or four three minutes, or four minutes yeah. from from a full charge, which, as I said in in the recording, should have been good for about three hours. Yeah. So yeah, that's. That was that was a good start. Yeah, was that, <laughs> that was the first sign that we were not alone. Yeah, it was the first sign that we we, we weren't wasting our time being out there yeah. that evening. Okay, what I'm going to do something. is I want to set this up um, over by the old interior door around there. Yeah, it's the REM pod. So everyone, listen. This is what the REM pod sounds like. So if you hear that going off, something's triggered it and. So at this point, like we've lost power in the video camera, but we still we endeavour to carry on. We've got a whole bunch of, <laughs> of interesting tools and gadgets to play with. All kinds. I'd never heard of a REM pod before, so I thought I don't know who else knows what a REM pod is. <laughs> so we'll include it in this episode for so we don't have to explain it in future episodes, or you know, because I kind of thought the REM pod went off later, but. <laughs> we was going to move it later on because we wasn't getting any we put it in the archway didn't we yes it w what would have been the interior the uh, the 12th century archway of yeah. the interior church yeah church door. we thought if there was any sort of spirits walking in and out or... i was hoping to capture something on like the stone tape theory where you a church rector or a priest or something would have made that journey back and forth yeah. dozens of times a day so i was hoping maybe to catch something on we, that we didn't get anything um, and we was going to move it towards the trees later on, and we we forgot. We we yeah, be totally honest, we we completely forgot. <laughs> Did I call that like an an imprint? Yes. Yeah. 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 The 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 idea behind that the imprint stone tape theory is that uh, certain locations, usually old buildings, stone buildings, that sort of thing, absorb either highly charged emotional scenes. <coughs> Uh, like Anne Boleyn's execution in the Tower of London. That's yeah. been reported so many times by visitors, staff, soldiers, all sorts, yeah. who have seen basically her walking along, either beheaded or about to be beheaded. Kind yeah. of left like a ripple in the time. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and it plays out like a tape. It's like, at, um, I think it's the Crescent Hotel. There's a, a woman that fell from one of the top windows mm. and... I think it's around the time that she fell 
they get reports of people like rushing over. Rushing over because they've then, just seen someone fall. Yeah, and there's no one there. And it's, you know, the sort of like imprint. Of... Yeah. And they say that these imprints will fade over time. They like, fade over time. Like like a tape that's yeah. played constantly. Yeah. It wears out and they wear out. So we set up the REM pod looking for an imprint. What's a REM pod? <laughs> Rapid eye, eye movement pod. Yeah, I did wonder about that. It's not. No, it's radiating fine. electromagnetic pod. Okay. Uh, it works by generating an electromagnetic field around its antenna. It's got. It's a, basically a little black box the size of like a little pocket radio with uh, an extended metal antenna that comes out the top. Uh, it, it creates an electromagnetic field around that antenna that extends about a foot out from it. Uh, when that field is broken or interrupted in any way by anything with its own electrical field, it gives out an audio and visual alert. It's got a little red LED that flashes and it makes the alarm noise. Um, they're generally sort of positioned around high footfall areas of, of paranormal activity because you get, it's the sort of thing that in a haunted house you're going to leave out in a hallway. You get a couple of them, you put them around key areas and in theory, while you're <laughs> off on the other side of the house doing something, if Mr. Spook decides to walk down the corridor, it's going to trigger it. You can then get all excited and come running over like a YouTuber. Oh, another hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's try over these, uh, this big collection of headstones over here. Oh, 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 hello. Went up to orange. If that was you, whoever just did that, do you want to come back do it again? Yeah, hey, look. Kind of was. Yeah, and that's that's with you this time. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like me. I will say this for everybody: the spirits <laughs> do not like me. I don't know what I've done, but yeah, they will avoid me. Right, if I step back. Because we've never had. A couple of times, but not recently. Not funny enough since I started dabbling in the occult and witchcraft. Nothing's nothing's tried well, to communicate with me. That. Oh no, yeah, I suppose it was. Was it when you first started? Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I think my, uh, my higher power may be intervening. If you believe in that sort of thing. Well, I mean, we're here, so anything's possible. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Why not? Going again. We are the intrepid. Uh, oh, hello. Yeah, what are you? I hold this up here so that I'm, at least my GoPro's catching it. If that was, uh, if you were just here, so. Okay, you're here. Hello, thank you for coming to talk to us. Um, are you a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are you one of the uh, residents? Oh, Lord, you are one of the residents. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you male or female? I mean... Oh, wait. <laughs> are you a... Sorry, yes, I know. Are you a male? Are you a man? Were you a man? Are you a female? Are you angry that you got misgendered? Did I misgender you? It's 2023. Are Probably you... not a concern you had back then, but... Are you something other than male or female? 
Were you ever human? <laughs> Are you, were you ever alive? Well, I suppose if they were a resident of the village. Yeah, true. Maybe they don't remember. Are you happy that we're here to talk to you? Are you unhappy that we're here to talk to you? Are you apathetic that we're here to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> Have we scared yeah, you away? Yeah, they might have gone. Mine stopped recording. There you go. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you unhappy? Can I finish my question? <laughs> Might already know the answer. Hello, yes, we, we, we know you're here. What was that in answer to? Because we asked you a lot of questions. I might just be trying to just check out what we've got. Are you happy that we're here filming you and recording you? Are you unhappy that we're here recording you and filming you? They seem pretty ambivalent. Mm. Are you happy to communicate with us? You don't need to be nervous or anything. None of these devices can hurt you. We're just here to find out a bit more about you, the church, the history. Yeah, we want to know about you. We want to, we want to know your story. If you, can, if you can talk to us, you can give us a sign again. Yeah, just touch the meter. Either, either of them, either of the boxes that we're that we're holding, touch them, and that will let us know you're here, and we can we can strike up a conversation. We're happy to listen if you're happy to talk. We're gonna we're gonna try some different methods. So if this isn't to your liking, we can uh, we can try one of the other methods. Okay, they seem to have uh, they seem to have gone. I felt it was important. For full transparency of our investigation, I felt it was important to include this clip. Mm -hmm. Now, this clip was about four times as long <laughs> when I first clipped this section out of out of the recording because the first thing we did, we set everything up, we got there, we had that initial like, little bite, yeah, and then we decided to do uh, just uh, like a walk around, right? Yeah, see who we could contact and. The first 15 minutes is just you talking to yourself. Yeah. But this section showed that we got, I called it the first bite, this clip, because it's the first time we really got anything. It's the first response we got from anything. Like anything close to substantial. Yeah. But I also think it's important because you could probably sit back and listen to this podcast and think, oh, they just turned up, turned on a few things and started having conversations. Yeah. I feel like, for full, again, full transparency, like you should get to hear some of the sections of the evening where we were desperately trying to get nothing. We were we were talking, we were putting we were putting it out there and getting nothing back. Yeah, we walked most of the way around the graveyard before yeah. we even got anything, and then it was. It was a very a, a very minutes. brief response. Yeah, there was like a couple minutes by one of the headstones. Yeah, and then there was that one which was a bit longer, but it was very stop and start, wasn't yeah. it? This is it. It wasn't. It wasn't like the way it appears in in some of our clips, or the way it appears in a lot of YouTube channels, where it's it's constant one thing after the other. There's a lot of walking around, like Reggie said, walking around talking out. to yourself. But yeah. uh, all transparency. Some of the clips we've got later that are longer that are the real 
kind of core of the investigation. Again, they were two, three times longer yeah. when yeah. I first cut them out of the original recording. But for entertainment purposes <laughs> and to make sure this isn't a five-hour podcast, <laughs> I cut out huge sections of dead air yeah. where we asked questions and waited for like 30 seconds and got no reply before we moved on. Yeah. So again, when we play them, they're going to sound a lot more conversational and a lot more like, oh, they just turned up and turned their stuff on. Yeah. Than it actually was. Full Estes Methods and EMF on the video. You you can see the pace of these investigations. It's not like certain YouTube channels would have you believe. I just, I wanted for full transparency and for full believability. I wanted to make sure people were, were aware that yeah. you know, we put a lot more work in to get these results. <laughs> we don't just turn up and immediately start talking to ghosts. I You're did. just not going to hear the work. I did find it interesting that you start saying about, no, the ghosts don't tend to like you. Yeah. And then you had the And then I immediately get a response, yeah. And all of the questions you were asking later on was getting answered, whereas mine, whoever we spoke to, I don't think really liked me. No. They were quite snappy back. Yeah. Whereas with you, you was having a chat. They were, yeah, so, something wanted to have a chat with me, which is, to be honest, quite unusual because normally they ignore me. In my, in my very kind of small experience of ghost hunting with you two, they love Amy. Yeah, they, they all want to talk to Amy. And, and they all, they, they, yeah. they, we've seen them before. They will actively not respond to questions while I'm in the room. Yeah, yeah which blows my mind that we still haven't made Amy do the Esther's method. Yeah, I know. We're really good at the, we, That was one of the first it, things we pointed out. I did it in the house. Yeah, and I don't. Well, I, I haven't. I don't yeah, know that we've got anything. No, right. we we'll do, got when anything. we do the next one, I'll do. Yeah, we'll, oh, absolutely. We can, you could be doing them all from now on. We're going to be changing it up. Different people are going to do. Them. Yeah, we're going to we're going to keep it rotating. Okay, we'll, what's next? So, uh, I, I, oh, okay. on that one, uh, yes, no questions are hard. Apparently. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to being able to say to people, okay, well, is it this or this? But oh. obviously, when you when it's a you. Know, it, all it can do is make my make the little box in my hand flash. Yeah, I had a moment later on where I ask a question oh. and then I have to go back and like correct myself and be like, no, 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 no wait. Yeah. But I think as well when the conversation starts kind of flowing a little bit and you are getting responses, you almost well, I feel like I'm actually talking to whatever. Yeah, you you feel like you are connecting with something rather than just. I was in I was in fact finding troubleshooting mode. Oh yeah. god, I know. I'm just like okay, well, about this? Is it this or this? Oh no! Wait, you can't answer that because you can only literally. And as you pointed out while we were listening back to that, I talk to the spirits the same way I talk to my dog. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> well, I have to. Yeah, well, you want to be clear. You don't want to confuse them because at the end of the day, if if you are talking to a sixteenth century ghost, if I start talking in in twenty twenty three colloquial slang, word up, fam. What's crackalacking? What's crackalacking? What one, my man? And they're just going to be like. Oh my, they're possessed. He's a witch. Burn him. Um, or they'll just not talk to us because they, yeah. they, they're, I, they're clearly I, talking nonsense. I can't understand them. From now on, that's your spirit voice. Yeah. That's my spirit I voice. Have Wait, which one? <laughs> posh. Oh, the posh do, one. Uh, we all put on slightly different voices. We so do. We it's, it's great listening to us talking. At, <laughs> listening to us talking before the microphone goes on, yeah. listening to us when this microphone goes on, and listening to us when we're on site and the microphone goes on. They are three, <laughs> three very three. different people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got another clip, haven't we? Yes. Uh, this one. Apologies. Apologies to you guys as well on the recording because I keep hitting the recorder on the torch. 
but it's okay because it's Reggie editing it up this time. <laughs> Edit a Reggie will turn off and just be like. Can you stop doing that? Oh. That was a big reading. Mad for a sec. Hey, there we go. I'm giving it two. Hello. Are you happy to talk with us? Don't move. I got both in shot. Okay. Are you? Are you who we were talking to earlier? Yeah. Okay. Someone else. Did you work in the church or come to the church? No. No? Clearly not. Were you, uh, were you a local resident from one of the nearby villages? Are you something else? Yeah, was he, was he brought here for whatever reason? Yep. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um... Are, would you class... <laughs> I haven't even asked the question yet. <laughs> oh. Okay, we know we know you're here. Just really confirming that you're not human. <laughs> Jesus, look at this. So you're not human. You're... Well, you were brought here. Was it during one of the sacrifices or... Was there a portal opened or... So you were you were brought here by some of the cult activity, I assume. Okay, now I hasten to add, listeners, that does not mean demon necessarily. Um, since I don't believe in heaven or hell, traditional versions of demons hold no meaning to me at all. Um, it could equally be a fey creature or an elemental. As, uh, as some people like to refer to them, which is basically just a non-human, uh, non-physical entity. Which, given the location we're in, out here in the sticks, would make sense. Yeah. Nothing would really There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, are you happy to talk to us? Communicate with us, like, as you are? Not not sure. Are you are you happy for us to record you? We've got cameras and, and recorders. Would you like us to stop? Would you like us to leave? You're fairly ambivalent. Okay, fair enough. I can they all I'm a millennial, like, I can sympathise with that. They all seem to kind of like pop in for a bit and then they're like, now I'm bored now. Are there... They don't ha- maybe they don't have much energy. Yeah. Are there... Is there more than one of you here? Are there, are there multiple spirits or beings here right now, tonight? Is it just you? Are you here on your own? Whatever it was, it appears to have uh, gone. Well, yeah. okay. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you haven't gone. You've not gone. Okay, yeah, thank you for confirming that. Yeah, now mine's going mad. Do you want to communicate with us? Would you rather communicate with me, if that's easier? Or both, whichever's... Would you would you like to communicate with Amy? Would you like to communicate with me? Okay. Would you like to communicate with Reggie? Yeah. Okay, so you're happy to communicate with all three of us. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, we're going to go back over here. We're going to go back to the, where the rest of our equipment is. Please come with us. Another um, long clip. <laughs> I felt it was, again, important to include this section of the evening because um, this is the point where I was starting to become slightly frustrated. Like, mm. we were having... We had some kind of connections, but not a lot of conversation. Mm. And I was starting to think to myself... Right? And I wasn't getting frustrated because... From a, oh, we haven't found any ghosts perspective, because I know that could be hit and miss. It was more, we've got to put out an episode in a couple of weeks, and <laughs> we need to base it on something. But by the time we kind of get to the end of this clip, there's a point where you're like, oh, they're not talking to us anymore. And they respond. Yeah, and immediately like, oh, come no, back. No, no, no. You're still there. I feel like that's the moment the entire evening changed. Yes. Yeah. I think that was the moment that, like, finally we'd kind of open that door enough that we could actually start communicating rather than just yeah. sensing that there was something there. Yeah, I think the moment that we went to walk away and everything started flashing again, it was like, okay, it it, it wants us to so, Something around. wanted to, if not necessarily to communicate with us, it wanted us to be there Yeah. for whatever reasons. Yeah. I, do, I, love, I love me some elementals. Plus, for, again, for, um, I like to give people a complete picture of the evening. Like, again, I felt it was important to show that not only was this, like, in my mind, a transitional moment, mm. it was also, like, we also had to kind of persevere. It didn't yes. just come to us. Yeah, well, this, this, this communication, we've had, we've had some instances before where basically we bust out our gear, we ask some questions, and within minutes we've got responses and stuff like that. This one took a little while to get going and, and to start getting that, that conversational flow. And I thought we should paint that picture rather than a picture of we just turned up and it all just... Look, happened. people, we want you to know that this was hard work. We suffered for our art, okay? We suffered for your entertainment. <laughs> and because we had nothing better to do on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, Plus, so graveyards are cool. Graveyards are cool, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> we like to write poetry in them. Uh, now, you heard the beeping at the beginning of that. It's, it's worth pointing out that that wasn't the REM pod. That was one of our EMF meters. We've got two EMF meters at the moment. Uh, we've got a standard uh, K2 meter, which if you Google EMF meter or you search on certain online shopping sites for an EMF meter, it's the standard one with like the row of lights going from green up to red with one big button on the front. That's what they use in Phasmophobia. What, is, what they use in, in the Phasmophobia video game, it's a very simple one to use. It's been around in that exact form for ever in a day um that's the one there's whatever the final clip is that's the one that we get the most kind of yes with. i don't know what the word would be but interaction so yeah is through that one 
which um, is why you don't hear it. Yeah, you don't hear that. That one's literally just a visual thing. The other one we've got is a, a Meturk uh, MK08, which is a, a bit more a bit more sophisticated one. A sleek little black unit with a lit up screen and everything. Um, and that one, that's the beeping you could hear in that is when it gets up to a certain threshold. It, the screen flashes red and it gives you a beep because that's the sort of level where if you were to spend prolonged periods of time in that, you could start having uh, physical reactions to it. Um, so when you get a reaction on that, that's basically the equivalent of it flashing solid red on the other one and is generally interpreted as a very strong response. And we get, as you can hear from that, you get it like three times in a row or something. It goes long enough and, and, and high enough to trigger the alarm on it, which is becomes pretty cool. A, becomes a lot more prominent in the investigation. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I scribbled down here, are you something else? Because as we've said, this isn't just a ghost hunt. This isn't a ghost hunting podcast. We There are other things out there, non, you know, non-physical entities that we want to communicate with, and we don't want to start on the assumption that we're talking to the spirit of a dead person. We know there's something there responding. Again, this becomes relevant later on. Um, but we were trying to establish fairly early on because it, what it is, because that dictates the kind of the route our questioning will take and, and communication will take. It's, it's not the first time that comes up. It's not what we expect it to be. Yeah. Um, I ask a question later on. We get, we'll hear it, so I'm not going to cover it now, but we get a response mm. that kind of plays into this yeah and i feel like i was looking for my notes because i feel i've made this note myself at some point but there is another moment as well where we ask like are you this are you that yeah and it comes back to us and says like no. anyone who's listened to this before or anyone who's listened to touch it will definitely know that we love an estes method it is our favorite form of uh, ghostly communication yeah for anyone not familiar with it um, the Estes method is basically where, yeah, if you, it's like a spirit box, which is, uh, it's basically like a spirit box, which is where, uh, a radio scans randomly through, uh, the local radio waves, stopping for no more than about a second on each one. And obviously that channels random snippets of music and voice and all sorts through. And the idea is, the thinking behind it is that the spirits can use that to communicate uh, the Estes method takes us a step further because you ask questions and then you can interpret what you're hearing. You have a natural bias to find answers in what's being, you know, what's being said to you. <laughs> Using the Estes method, uh, the the medium, as they refer to, is blindfolded, wearing headphones and these big old noise cancelling or big old ear protectors, ear defender things. Yep. See, our our uh, elemental is joining in the conversation. <laughs> Uh, if you touch the ball next to that, you can communicate with us via that as well. Are you happy to keep using that? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, basically, so that the other people in the group ask the question, the medium can't hear the question, so can't interpret anything as an answer, can't give an answer, is unbiased, is the thinking behind it at least. I can see you've got power, you fucker batteries and everything just gone <laughs> is it you interfering with our batteries yes. Yeah. yes yes well 
I don't mind you doing that, just don't interfere with all of them because otherwise we can't communicate. Yeah, maybe take from one of the EMF meters, so we've still got the other one. There we go, scanning now. Yeah. Whatever is making that noise is over what is there. Is it? I can't hear anything. Just sounds like. Oh, breaking branches and. Yeah, like something under foot. I swear I just saw a light in there. Come close to the tree. I am not freaking out and I am not bullshitting. I am the skeptic after all. You are indeed. When I was stood over there, it sounded like there were footsteps coming from like where that tree is there. Coming from this area, like right next to me. And like a couple of footsteps. There. Yeah, I keep hearing what sounds like someone walking down. Oh, it right. could well be then. Could be like a fox, or it could be, you know. Yeah. I swear I just heard voices. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, I did. Oh, thank God it's not just me. Is it? None of these could make noise, could they? No. It sounded like it was. I heard the uh, the radio scanner here. I and I know it's not that. Here. It sounds like voices come from that direction. Unless there's people trying to like doing what we're doing. But they wouldn't come from there, would they? Hello. We're hoping to get in touch with the person we've been speaking to so far. Through the EMF. Are you there? What's that? Um, we've got the EMF meters which you're touching with. Sorry. We've got... These have got little screens on them. Be away. Be away? You want us to go away? Or you're going away? Are you the same person that was communicating a little while ago? Dirt. Are you the person, I can't. Are you the feel. person that we took the dirt from last time? That? If it is you, we want to say thank you for allowing us to take it last time. Did you say you can't feel any bit of that? Yeah. Make a mark. You wanted to make a mark in life, or you want us to make a mark tonight? Who are you? Your flight is ready. Our flight? Are you trying to tell us to leave? One of the... One of us? Old... Old fades pulling. Pulling you back to where you came from? Two hour period. Just a second. Okay, we're in no rush. Are you making the creepy noises in the trees behind us? The world. The world? Our world? So your, hot. Your world? Oh, hell. Are you talking about hell? Audio drama going to be audio drama if you don't Telling. start talking to us. Oh, Always. Listen, Behind me. Behind you. It's a wall. 
can, can you not? Could you go in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you behind Rooney? I feel like there's something behind us right now. Is that you? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Where are you? Do you mind us talking to you? Trying to talk to you? Hands in the air. This. Hands in the air? There's, there's something. Where? Can't hear that. Can you tell us who you are? Are you male? Or are you female? Here tonight. You are here tonight, talking to us? Only now. Only now. Is this your first time here? Something about a wolf? We appreciate you talking to us. He covers his us. ears. Yeah, he's got his ears covered. Yeah. In the air. Everywhere. So you? You're, you're in the air everywhere. Yeah, you're all around this place. Have you been here a long time? Can you make the MF meters go off again? This? Yeah. What you was interacting with before? Dog. Never gotten away. You've never gotten away from here? Or we're never getting away? Don't. Are I you think. stuck here? Don't something. Are you stuck here? Can you tell us more about who you are? They're from Anthem. Can you? Yeah. Can you track across decades? I think that was. We can try. If you give us a clue, help us out. Have you been here since the church was built? How long have you been here? You're with us. You're with us. We are with you. Is there more than one of you? Get the words out. Are you struggling to communicate with us? You can't get the words out, or you want us to get the word out? You might be struggling to... Communicate for whatever reason. Is there anyone else that would like to talk to us? How often do you think about ancient Rome? Are you a Roman soldier? Lots of sites of Roman soldiers around here. Tonight. Tonight? Is something special happening tonight? Not. No? Not? <laughs> Just a normal night. But the teenagers are... How are you doing? Alright? Are you talking to us? Or are the teenagers here and we don't know? If you're asking us, we're good, thank you. How are you? We're great. We're enjoying talking to you. We came here to make contact with you and your friends. Yeah. How are you doing? Me on. In the night. Dreams. What kind Up. of dreams? Day and a piercing? More so. Does it annoy you when... After the days. Does it annoy you when people come here, like teenagers, to mess around and graffiti and... 
disrespectful. Can you tell us your name? I'm Amy. I'm Reggie. And we, that's Rooney. We are. We. Describe. I don't know if you can. What river is that? The one close by? Or a different river? Is it River Bib, wasn't it? I think so. I think that's what Rooney said. Yeah. Is there anything you can tell us about who we're talking to? Time left. I was lowers his high. Why can I smell cucumber? I don't know. I can't. I can't. Because he can't hear us. Can he? No. <laughs> Is there anyone from the Gardener family here? Are you making my friend smell cucumber? You're going to find a cucumber in a... I've got a joke to cucumbers, it's not really appropriate though. No, go smile like a Club? <laughs> the joke the is... Vibe. The vibe. Entitled. Okay, you're feeling the vibe for a joke. That's so, 2023 all round. So Entitled. what's the difference between being hungry the... or horny? <laughs> Where you put the cucumber? <laughs> I don't think the ghost like it. Here is. Okay. I think that's what that said. Here is. Here, here is, is where. Where where is here? Oh, that was a horrible noise. Is it you making all them strange noises in the woods behind us? In the. In the woods. It's surprise. It's a party. So there's quite a few people here. He's got the... He's got that was what? Italian, I don't speak Italian. True. Are you enjoying our company? <laughs> if that's you behind us making the noises, freaking us out, can you give us a sign? Either through Rooney or through the EMA. Life. Life. Life, is it? Behind us, making noise? Bean. Did you drain our video camera, pal? Body to the room behind. The room behind the church? This is. It is the church. I think that was, I think that said this is. Where were we that sat was not very now? clear. You home. see more. Oh, we see more. Lie, lie, lie. Mm. I've got something. Who are His we? Head. Who are we talking to? Dot co. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're missing the dot uk there. <laughs> Do you know the Gardener family or the Gutteridges? You buried here? Did you visit here when you were alive? Verified with you. Easy. And everyone keeps asking my name. Hmm. From side to side. If you don't want to tell us your I'd name. I'd leave. We should leave. Or they're going to leave. Or you're leaving. Maybe they don't want to tell us who they are. 
Maybe you could give us a clue about who you are if you don't want to tell us your name. Maybe they don't have a name if they, mm -hmm. if they were brought here. When did you come here? With small nothing. Did Trust the trade. Donations. My left hand, I've lost count. Did the teenagers bring you here? Years. Were you summoned here by the cult? You were positive or a negative energy? Should we stop it? Yeah. I'm different. That were interesting though. Yeah, just as we stop. <laughs> just as I stop it, I'm different. Scared the shit out of me doing that. Jesus. Sorry, I tried to do it as gentle as possible. So, so obviously when we did this, I only heard one side of this conversation because all I could hear was the radio in my ears. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when we were doing it, I didn't really feel like we were getting anything. And although like, I can't... I don't feel like I've taken much away from that as like too many clues about who we were talking to. No. There are so many interesting things that that come out that, of that. Yeah. One that stood to me right near the end when you ask, you know, how were you how did you get here? Uh with the small people. Yeah. And then it says my left hand, I can't was it so many years I can't count. Yeah. And it's just like was that was that an answer to it? Because obviously we'd asked a lot of questions in that sort of fifteen minutes. And the other thing is um, hearing that hearing the air everywhere. You're in the air everywhere. You've never, I've never gotten away. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. When you read it, you're like, I don't know what they're telling us, but it's when you when you start piecing together these things, so it it it's quite disjointed. It seems at times like there's more than one person, for lack of a better phrase, answering the question. Yeah. At different times, so we seem to get answers to yeah. something. We've you get an answer. We ask a question. We get an answer from one entity. Then, like two or three questions later, it almost seems like we get another entity comes back to answer yeah. an earlier question. Now, obviously, that could just be construed the random nature of of the the audio snippets that I'm hearing. But when you take them and you piece them together, you get answers to the questions that you've answered approximately in order. Yeah. Is there was a bit that stood out for me, and it was, you say, I can't feel mm. any bit of that. Um, it interested me when I listened back to it, because there, is, there was a significant pause of probably about 20 seconds in between the same yeah. two things. But I pause out, and it completed a sentence. It completes a sentence, yeah. yeah. And, like, there are other moments throughout some of these investigations where, like, at the time... You're kind of trying to communicate, trying to find the question that's going to open the door, right? Yeah. But when you go back and listen back, you're like, I wish I'd followed that. Uh, yeah, I wish yeah. I'd followed, I wish followed that up. That. It's it's worth yeah. noting that, um, as we, we mentioned all night, I don't think we, we actually included that anywhere in here, but there's not many radio stations. Oh, there is. You, you say, like, yeah, there's, there's only a handful, really, and there are large stretches where there's there's nothing but static yeah. or just silence. Or classical. Or classical music, which generally doesn't have much speaking in it. No. Um, but yeah, the, the, so you kind of you have to wait almost an uncomfortably long time after asking a question to try and get something. And 
as humans, we're conditioned to have a response pretty yeah. quickly. And you keep, okay, I've asked a question. I've got no response. I'll ask another question. But then when, when these entities are using such a, a restricted method of communication, you kind of have to be a bit careful because you have to make sure you've left enough time for them to be able to respond. Yeah. There's also an element of objectivity yeah. to what they're saying because they don't obviously have the entire lexicon that we have to no. communicate with. They're just taking what's available at the time yeah. and trying to use it to say what they're trying to say. So there is an element of us being like, okay, you said this, does it mean A, B, or C? Yeah. Yeah. Also, this clip isn't just about your estate's method. It's about this is the point where we really started to hear voices in the dark. Yes. Like voices coming from the woods, and it wasn't just one of us. It was all of us. That, that section right near the beginning of this clip, where you say I'm hearing voices and we're all like, no, yeah, we all heard that. Yeah. Um, we've all heard, now heard. We went back. Uh, we can probably include this actually. The yeah. files in the in the, the chat. Went back, cut out that section, ran it through a bunch of noise cancelling and and stuff like that. And there is a definitely a voice there. We can't agree on no, what it says, but, but there is a definite voice there saying something. I will edit it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I had to leave it there. That's yeah. not how editing works. <laughs> um, yeah, but there, there was a definite voice there, and all three of us heard that. And it didn't uh, at the time. The only thing we had there that could make that sort of noise was the the little in ear headphones for the um, scanning thing. I couldn't even hear that because no, my I, hearing is so I, bad. I couldn't hear that. I point, just heard the uh, the voice. Yeah, I think I say it at some point. At one point, the radio scanner flares up and really loud. Yeah. And I hear it through my right ear coming yes, from because it was there it was. on the on the, the one of the slabs in front of us. But my left ear heard the voices in the woods. Yes, I heard it from it didn't come from the direction of the, the radio scanner. It came from basically the trees. Yeah. Um something I want to add in at this point for context is that at the time my major assumption was that people kind of stumbled across us doing an investigation and were trying mm. to fuck with us, right? But the situation we were in was, yes, there were woods to the side of the graveyard. There was a fence yeah. between the woods and the graveyard. In order for you to get to the woods, in order to kind of mess with us, you would have had to have had some kind of knowledge of the local area. Yeah. If you have that knowledge of the local area, you'll know there's a fence there. So if you're trying to come and really mess with us, yeah, like coming somewhere where you're not going to get to us is yeah. probably not going to do the that. The thing is, it's, it, it's, that's that's a little ancient patch of woodland. So underneath the trees, it's very clear. Yeah. And we were panning our torches around there, and you could see quite some way back yeah. into these trees. And there was no one. There was no one there. And I, I don't know how many of you, the listeners have, have been out into the countryside at night. It's you, you get a false idea of darkness living in a town or a city because there's always light coming in from somewhere, literally. Once the, the moon was out for the first half hour or so of our investigation, then it clouded over, and literally the only light sources within a mile of us were what we had with us. Yeah. So, you know, people coming through the woods, unless they had, like, Spec Ops night vision goggles, they weren't moving around the woods and hiding from us. So it's... Not in a way that they would remain hidden. To no, and to do... I mean, obviously, that we heard that voice. Um, did we talk about... The, oh, yeah, there were other voices. There were, there were children's voices. Yeah. Again, coming... For me, they seem to be coming from up in the trees. Okay. Which is interesting, because you said 
I talk about being up in the air and all around. Uh, and I heard the, the voices because you guys said you, you heard voices as well. I heard that voice and then I heard children's voice, like children playing. Kind of like what I can hear in the yeah. background now because there's a there's a birthday party just up the road and all out in the garden at the moment. Apologies. Uh, yeah. We also heard, it wasn't just like, there were bits where we could hear like branches snapping, which could be anything. Yeah. But there were footsteps. There were, there were very clear, heavy footsteps. Yeah. I, we said at one point it could be a fox. I've heard foxes running. <laughs> that was not a fox. No. At one point, when we hear the voices, you're preparing to do the Estes method. Mm. Amy's doing something important. So I go, I walk over there to the woods, I flash yeah. my torch around, right? I come back and I say, like, look, I'm not fucking with anyone. I heard footsteps. Yeah. They were literally two feet away from me. They were inside the fence. Yeah. Clearly, vi- the area was clearly visible from which where we where were, was gonna put the which is where we were then going to put the REM pod. I see. I heard them footsteps along with you, but when I was actually down there, standing very close to the fence, I heard a set of footprints to my left, underneath a tree. Mm. Right, but what really freaked me out about these footsteps was the floor around this tree was covered in branches. And trees. Yeah, the footsteps I heard sounded like footsteps on concrete. I don't like footsteps of somebody walking through a church. Yeah. And it was very brief. There was like six footsteps and then just nothing. The thing is as well, the fact that you're the skeptic. Yeah. You're like, the skeptic and you're hearing this yeah, sort of stuff. Because naturally you're going to go, like think of every logical explanation before you get to... There ain't many logical explanations for, for, for footsteps on stone well, that's, that's, <laughs> whilst in the trees. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like <laughs> I might hear footsteps and just be like... We're slightly more inclined... So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you two have a case of mild apophenia, whereas I like if I'd heard footsteps on branches, if I'd heard yeah. footsteps of any other kind, really, that yeah. you'd hear in the woods, I would be my, very easy to dismiss it. I would have Even just said to myself, like, easy. look, guys, I heard footsteps, but there's got to be a logical reason. Yeah. There, right? Footsteps on concrete that sound like someone walking through a church when you're away from the church. Yeah. It's not something in my mind that I jumped to the conclusion of it's got to be a scientific reason. It's a scientific yeah. explanation for that. It's even the paths to the church. It's gravel. It's gravel. gravel yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, like, all, it's all gravel. So there's it, no logical explanation for that. No. Uh, we can't help ourselves from making jokes, even though we try desperately to be honest. We, we try very hard yeah. to be serious, keep our serious investigator faces on. Um, this was the first part of the night where I really felt like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Like, the panic of not having an episode to put out a few is is like it looks like we're gonna have one. Like we're getting some stuff to work with. My frustration went. But the most intriguing part of it all for me, right at the end, I asked yeah. you, are you a positive on or a negative energy? And there's a pause, at which point me and Amy look at each other and we're like, Yeah, we're like, what we're gonna done. get out of it. And then as Amy taps you, she's tapping my hand. You're like, I'm different. Yeah. Yeah. That is the thread that I desperately, desperately want to put on now. The moment we, the moment you said it, we both was just like, ah. Uh, you hear us like, yeah. <laughs> but it's not the first time that we ask her, are you this or are you that question? Yeah. Right in the evening, and we get a reply which is, yeah, I'm something else. I'm not what you would think I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's why I keep harking back to the elemental thing, yeah. because they they have no 
human concept of yeah. morality of good or evil. So they they don't fall in either camp. Yeah. And the, I was the more I listen to it, the more I'm convinced we were talking to something like that, some yeah. non-human entity. Yeah, I think this one might be what we speak. I think that's what was talking to me throughout the evening. Yeah, I think that's what we started with Matt Williams. It's interesting that your mind went to okay, it's probably an elemental because they have no concept of good or evil, right? Mm. Whereas my mind went to uh, like role-playing games. Like, okay, if you're not good or an evil, <laughs> does that mean you're neutral? You're, you're yeah. neutral, yeah. And if you're neutral, are you a chaos neutral? Chaotic right? neutral, yeah. lawful neutral, true neutral. Again, yeah. like, these are, this is the thread that I really wish we could like go back and just pick it up there we're gonna have to go back there at some yeah, point i'm definitely down for going back and next time we'll take we'll take we'll take a crew with us yeah. we, do we know any mediums if you're listening to this and you're you're a medium uh possibly then uh yeah hit us up possibly. maybe you can you can maybe you can prove me wrong because i don't believe in mediumship so <laughs> what happened in our investigation next what happened next anything good some bits were quite interesting some bits shit me up i could smell cucumber i know i could see you like sniffing i was like why do i smell cucumber and i was thinking like, no cucumber here and the thing is and we both went no and then we were like can't hear us <laughs> i was just like that's so weird i can smell cucumber might be really some... strong as if like i was stood next to you chopping it we had this conversation on the way home yeah really really hoping it, it we recorded it so i could just cut the clip in <laughs> but we hadn't <clears throat> but the conversation we had revolved around were cucumbers even like even a thing in the 16th century, <laughs> right? Yeah, Charlemagne had cucumbers grown in his gardens in the 8th and 9th century, right? Mm-hmm. They were reportedly introduced to England in the early 14th century, lost, and then reintroduced approximately 250 years later, which would make it mid to late 16th century. Yeah, their cucumbers first became came here and stayed here yeah so if we're talking to an entity from the 1600s it could be that like they've just discovered in their time they've just discovered cucumber cucumbers this thing to them that's like wow whereas to (laughs) us it's normal but it could be that one of their ways in trying to communicate is to kind of give you that yeah i could be speculating way too hard right now but (laughs) that's the only kind of Thing I can, that's the only place I can go in my head yeah. logically to this, explain cucumber. This really threw me right because I've I've heard of this sort this phenomenon before, you know, ghosts or, or spirits or whatever making making smells, normally yeah. bad smells or, well, or like, cigarette or smoke yeah, like or tobacco or, or their their um like they they aftershave things yeah. like that. I've yeah. experienced stuff like that before. Yeah, yeah. Be, like after my dad died. There were times that you'd walk into a room in my house and it would just smell like somebody had literally just taken a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. But nobody had. I had it uh, about 12 months after my dad died, driving home from work. I'm on the M11 in my car. I'm not a smoker. I've never been a, never been a smoker. No one's ever smoked in your car. No one's ever smoked in my car. And yet, all of a sudden, I could smell that unique smell of the, his aftershave and the cigarette brand he used to smoke. Just for a few seconds, just a waft of it in my car, and I was like, "That is so." I didn't the windows open or anything, like so. I've experienced that sort of thing before. It's like your mum was saying about your dad's vape smoke. Yeah, they've had it. They've before. had it where they smell his vape. They smell his vape yeah. or his aftershave. 
even though like my dad was a smoker nobody had smoked in my house in about 10 years no because my mum would kill him but <laughs> both me and my mum on separate occasions have had that experience of walking into their living room and just getting this overwhelming smell of cigarettes from, yeah and it sticks around for a couple of minutes and then yeah. and then just gone it's gone yeah, yeah. And that's, like, but I've never had it with something like cucumber. Yeah, no. it's so random. And it's not something that we smelt. You guys didn't smell it, and you yeah. were sat what two, three foot away from me. Yeah. And we didn't when we was walking back. We were like, there weren't even cucumbers there. There's no cucumbers there. We hadn't smelt it before. We didn't smell it again. Like they were trying, like maybe on the grounds, they were like trying to grow it. I don't know. Or don't they know. had like cucumber sandwiches. Like <laughs> my theory is that like yes, these entities are trying to with us using a scanner and using other things but there's nothing to say that these entities can't elicit a smell mm. yeah. exactly kind of yeah try to send you a message it's just the message is what confuses me because yeah. yeah. what message are you trying to send me with the strong smell it literally smelled like someone had cut a cucumber right next to me but then it's like it's insane of um like, i don't i can't remember the names of the elementals but there is one where you get like this mossy smell and things like that yeah. and it's not so much there's a reason for it it's just something that it has yeah that's just that particular entity's aroma I was going to say that's a pretty specific yeah. search that's but a pretty are, niche one yeah I was just really hoping that something would pop up and be like here we go but it's never that simple if anybody listening has any information on any of these things we're talking about yeah by all means reach out things. I don't know what the email address is, but Rooney will tell you now. <laughs> It'll be on, on the <laughs> blurb for the episode because I can't remember either. Okay. I'm still wearing the bloody blindfold. Got it on top of my head. That feels weird. Oh yeah. That's there weird. was a couple. Oh oh oh. Oh. What's it doing? Battery's dying. It had. It was half charged. It was half charged when I started. We just the batteries are dying in the. Uh, there's a, there's a gravestone there, mate. Yeah, I did see that. Battery's dying in Battery's dying in that. I'll do a quick one and then we'll see. We've I've got, got spare batteries. I've got spare batteries. Oh, OK. I feel like the battery's dying in this torch. It does seem to be a lot less. It's a lot less effective than it was. Yeah. Again, I've got spares. OK, so this was <laughs> the second incident that night that something that was previously pretty healthily charged mm -hmm. suddenly lost all power. Yeah, it was the, the, the little digital radio scanner. Yeah. Went from like was it half charged to flashing, saying, "Yeah, no, there's no charge left in me." Uh, My torch <laughs> went from being like working as well as it possibly could to suddenly being to like something. It was like a like a little halogen bulb like or something. It wasn't until you changed the batteries in the torch that I realised how low the batteries how low it suddenly got. Yeah, I was like, now we can see. And it's weird because it's it's very focused as well. Yeah. You know, that's that's two separate things that weren't next to each other. Yeah. And the, the power seems to have been drawn from them. It kind of makes sense because the battery pack for the camcorder is a big chonker. It's a, it's, it's a high power battery pack. And that, if we assume that, you know, the, the entities are drawing that power to enable them to communicate with us and make, make me smell cucumber, um, they drew that power. There's been a lot of communication up to this point, including the manifestation of the smell, the footsteps, the voices, in theory, their their batteries would be running low. So then they're looking for other things to draw power. So then they haven't got that big single source to draw from anymore. 
So they start drawing from yeah. smaller individual sources. And we said don't take it from the EMFs. We did say don't take it from the EMFs. Didn't. We took it from everything else. Took it from everything else, yeah. But then it gets really powerful. Yeah. So. I never noticed a, a gradual deterioration of the light coming out of that torch. It went it literally one minute, it was fine. The next minute, it was like half power. Well, don't forget, I spent the last 15 minutes with a blindfold on, yeah. so I, I had no idea. <laughs> The uh, EMF is flashing again. Is that our friend come back again? I think so. Or it might be someone else that's... Might be someone else. Oh, I'm taking a photo there rather than the video. So, uh... So, hello. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can speak through our friend. Touch the EMF meters, touch the REM pod or the cat balls. Nothing will hurt you. Why are you? Because we, we're just interested to... Find out more about you. you. I'll pull up. Okay. I think. Spell highly. I think spell in highly. September. September. She has. It's the last day of September, isn't it? It is the last day of September. <laughs> High in September. Yeah, it's the thirtieth. Yeah. The next few hours. What's the relevance of uh, September? Is it you just don't want to be cliched and, and do a haunting in October? Are you the same person or entity that we were speaking with before? I ain't got no. Next week. Ah. Are you Slovakia? Exit polls. Stop. You must sorry. Stencil. We don't mean to laugh. Spice girl. I adore. <laughs> Tell us who you are. Give us a name or a date oh. or anything. I like the September thing. Yeah. Are you are you only able to communicate with us until the end of September? You are no sitting down, still dancing. Do you want us to stand up? I mean, we're sitting down because we're, we're... In my... Can't be legal. Uh, this is perfectly legal. It's... One says my... Never be the same. With you... Yes, I do. Did you get married here? Yeah. Were you were you married here in this church? Were you a priest or what they pastors? Couldn't speak. Come classics. Lift your body. What was stopping you speaking? Lots of time on my hands. Are you stuck here? I see you. We can't see you. 
appreciate you talking to us though. And if you let, if you touch a cat ball or the EMF meters, we had to see. Touch, of, yeah, touch one, touch the ball, here. touch one of the devices. That'll give us a sign that you're here. My way. Your way? How do you want to communicate with us? I was. Happy to do it this way. We've got ice on my wrist. Bling bling. <laughs> the north and the south. Told the BBC the situation was worrying. This is. Who is take it? it up. Take it up. Who should we take it up with? We're taking it up with you. You're you're the spokesman for this area at the moment. What have you got? What what do you want to say to us? Give us a message. We're listening. We can take this message and, and share it. Pass on your words. Move your body in the summertime. In the grass. Completely incorrect. Completely incorrect. Had the legendary put in place I might be, refugees. I might be wrong, but I think there was a body that was moved. Or like uh, dug up and then breathed. That would make sense given down. that the church was moved. Yeah. It was done for a particular family, so that would make sense. Are you one of the uh, bodies that was reinterred? Oh yeah, there you go, so it's right across there. Rabbit. Rabbit. That makes me feel a bit better. Yeah. Joys of being in the countryside. Yeah. No urban foxes, these are country foxes. <laughs> Sorry, we were distracted by the wildlife. Hot. It's hot. Didn't I? Mm -hmm. Clear blue water. Sounds nice. And you said no. the river. No? It's not nice. It's warm and four hours. 400 people. Were you drowned or burnt or something? It sounds very busy there. Where where are you? Can you tell us where you are? Or tell us what happened to you. So I'm Amy, this is Rooney and that's Reggie. Do you I have know. a name? Oh. We already told we did tell you. Tell them yeah, we, we, we have already shared that information with you, haven't we? But do you have a name? Yeah, what's your name? We don't need any of that. Oh, okay. okay. You don't want tonight. To... Okay. Doesn't really know much. Open letter. The unions. Okay. So they don't want to. You don't want to put share. Into... That's fine. Sometimes I. Okay, so if you don't want to tell us who you are, can you tell us where you're from? <laughs> it's difficult because there's large gap between the available radio signals around here. Yeah. A lot of static as well. The future. You're from the future? Don't let me go. Hearts Club Classics, hope you're good tonight. We're very we good tonight. Now's the time. Now's the time. We can't stop you leaving. Comes fifth. Because I'm an Irishman called Patrick. 
I thought you weren't going to tell us your name. Are you really an Irishman called Patrick? Sometimes I run. I think you're winding us up, aren't you? I think you're having us on. Yeah. I don't think you're really an Irishman called Patrick, are you? Be honest with us. I think you're having a laugh. Have you got a good sense of humour? I to need no one but you. Well, we're only here tonight. And we're only winning. And there's no... We're only communicating tonight. Your heart is mine. No, it's not. Mania. You can keep that. Do you remember us from the many times we've been here before? Yeah. Were you here with us before? For. Give. What is it you want us to Closer get? to. No exclusive. I'm not a star. Last night. No, you're not a star. You're an Irishman, apparently. Put your hands up. Baby. From Dewsbury. You're from Dewsbury? Where's that? Are you winding us and up? What are you? You're, you're having us on, aren't you? If you can't give us sensible answers, we're going to stop talking to you. We're happy to talk, but not if you're going to wind us up and, and talk nonsense to us. Elementals can sometimes behave very childishly. Mm -hmm. I'm getting that vibe. For these years. What years? I'm not a star. You're kind of on the spotlight though here. Is. But we just want to talk. Any further prices on the eve. Music by producer. To be precise. A couple of stations that are really close together. Yeah. Talk radio stations. So, how long have you been here then? And then we'll ask how he got here. Or oh, it got here. Yeah. Hundred men. Radio. Take. Good. Okay. It doesn't really. For the. Hundred. Yeah. You can take that as a hundred years. For a leader that. How did you get here? You tell me. I don't know, that's why I'm Hillary asking. Jones. That's, again, not... Free. The German. The text us. Were you summoned here? Were you, yeah, were you brought here? Yeah. Did someone bring you here? Did someone bring you here? Bring me. Protect yourself from from what I call 
capital. What's wrong with that? Getting knocked. That's an awful radio I always station. found. What did you find? What have you always found? And it's. How did you get here? We know you're not an Irishman. We know you're not Hillary Jones. We know you're not the German. We have strong suspicions. <laughs> you're not even human. And never were. So how did you get here? The observer. Not just my way into a range of different. A range of different what? Aliens for Halloween. It could be a range of different rituals. Are you an extraterrestrial? Are you from Earth originally? I mean, this is high strangeness like 101 here. Yeah. We come here looking for ghosts and we find bloody aliens. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that sort of thing's happened in life. No. So are you from... You ever heard that before? Has no, no I've never ever... heard that before. Yeah. Whereas no one ever questioned... Everyone, if everyone just assumes it's a ghost. Crazy with love and cool. It would be very Which cool. brings us on to... What? What does it bring us on to? I would. Yes, I would. You would what? I'm invested in this conversation now. Same. It's gone over the 15 minute mark. I don't usually like to run Estes Method sessions longer than 15 minutes, but... I feel like we're getting somewhere, but we're also close to losing them. Where are you from? Eight, three. Eight, three. Hand out to me and ask for help. The way it was said as well seems really like. Eight. I think I'm two. Very, very. A, three. Yeah, to the point. Of... Is there anything in the trees? Huh? Is there anything in the trees? Possibly. It, when I was under, it was talking about air. Yeah. Up above. Yeah. I was wondering if that was Pazuzu coming through. What about tonight? We're here. What? We're here tonight to listen. I suppose if, and he only survived because he happened. News. <laughs> Hundreds of colours. It's so nice. Is it nice there? Is it nice where you're from? Branch. My life. It's my life. <laughs> I know that song. Okay. It's really a cross. It's disconcerting when you get the tap because you're not sure if you've actually felt it or not. Yeah. yeah. 
And I was like, you moved your hand, and I was Somebody, like... Somebody, there was a torch on me, I could kind of... You can kind of see the light through it. And then the, the, the light went out, it went pitch black for about a second, <laughs> yeah. and then you touched me. That's because there was, there was a rabbit. We heard, oh, we heard we there a was rabbit. a rabbit, and we were like, oh, okay. okay, it's a rabbit. So, a lot to unpack there. Something yeah. really wanted to talk through you. This is the point of the night where I feel we really made a break. Yeah. I really wish we'd got out the uh, the Ouija board or yeah. stuck the headphones and blindfold on Amy. Yeah, that that probably would have been the best thing for us to do at this point. One of the things that I'd noticed during both the Estes methods is the EMF meters didn't flash once. They didn't flash at all, considering and how they'd been going off yeah. all evening at that point. And before we started, it was active. The moment we the headset and all that lot away they just started they, they totally it. moved their focus away yeah yeah something so, was really enjoying talking to us yeah and it, it was happy to do it through the medium we set yeah in addition to making noises in the trees and stuff or, or again it was one that could communicate easier through the radio yeah and one that could yeah do the emf um when you're the medium and you do the esther's method you say i can feel Mm. When I'm doing it, I say can't speak. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's any correlation here, but it seems like whoever it is that we're communicating with, whether they're the same person, or same entity, sorry, or different entities, mm. feels like they're acknowledging the kind of struggle that we kind of felt we were having up yeah. until this point. Yeah. Um, they, they seem to acknowledge the fact that they can't just sit down and have a conversation with yeah. us they can't we they can't feel us they can't be there sort of thing yeah because it says that i can't because i can see you yeah like, we can't see you yeah and then it says i can't feel i can't yeah. speak yeah. at one so, point you explain to the entity the different ways it can contact us yeah and i say my way i was yeah and it's so kind of on point and at the right the timing's right and everything like just leads me to believe that this is one of the concrete moments where I'm like I'm actually communicating yeah. something here. Yeah, it's like as if it's saying, I was doing fine, actually, this works for me. Yeah. yeah. It, like the way it falls, the, everything about that ten seconds kind of gives me that feeling of like, oh no, we're, we're there was there was here. something yeah. sentient responding. We're not just kind of taking things things in speculating speculating yeah these are was. you ask a question and you get yeah. a response to it one that really stood out to me where are you from the future yeah, yeah. and that's like bosh it's like a very clear question yeah. and a very clear answer the other one is um when i reintroduced ourselves mm. i was like maybe it will prompt it to give it'll a prompt name it. maybe it's a di something different that we hadn't spoken to yeah. And it just says, I know. And then when I asked its name, it says, we don't need any of that. Yeah, it, it gets very snippy with yeah, you, doesn't it? it really didn't. You know what you need to do? You need to do like I do. I bust out my dad voice when I, when I think it's starting to take the piss. I bust out my dad voice. You, on the other hand, you just like, oh, that hurts the same. Please, I didn't really notice it. I knew I noticed that it was being snippy, but I didn't notice it was just with me. Yeah. You pull out your sexy voice even. What's your name? We don't want to scare it off, jeez. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll be like, all communication lost. <laughs> as the medium, as I am when I'm doing the Estes method, yeah. I say I'm not a star twice. Mm, twice yeah. that comes up. 
and they are minutes. They're, apart. Yeah, they're quite quite fast paced apart. So and I don't think it's it coming back to the same song and just giving us the same thing mm. again. Mm. I, I actually believe that it's related. They're both related to each other. It's part of a message they're trying to get across. Yeah. That it was probably pulled from two different places. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was because we were putting all the spotlight on it and you said, like, you're in the spotlight. Yeah. And we're asking all these questions and it's like, I'm not a star. So I think it's I'm very not, modest. Yeah, why, why me? Or maybe it is to do with elementals, aliens, or because of its previous life. And that's one of the things we say, you know, we came here looking for ghosts uh, and we found an, uh, an ultra-terrestrial. Um Obviously, we ask, where are you from? Several times, are you from Earth? Yeah. I'm not a star. Well, what do we see when we look to the heavens? We see we see the stars. Yeah. So is it saying, I'm not an alien? I'm not, it's not necessarily from Earth. It's from the future. I'm not an alien. Yeah. It's a lot, there's a lot to piece together here, and you Sorry, start trying to get this shape, but it's a very elusive shape of what it is we're communicating with. So many meanings for the word star. Yeah. Um, Another point, we ask again a second time, how did you get here? Mm. And the answer is the observer. Yeah, that really stuck out to me. This intrigues me, but I think it's more it sparks my imagination. It makes me wonder if the observer is an entity we need to look into. But then again, I think I could be projecting. Mm. Yeah, when it said the observer, I kind of in my head pictured like a not like a god, but like a leader of some yeah. sort, somewhere out there or someone telling them to pass a message or like my like sci-fi mind went a little bit mad yeah, on I that one to, i went to comic books it's almost like the observer the, the observer the watcher yeah yeah it yeah. keeps an eye on us to make sure we're all doing it's funny it. because on that question how did you get here my the bit i noted was you tell me yeah no, because um, yeah. i've got both then oh, okay and, and we're asked on the emf yeah the other thing is because we obviously were, at the time we very much had the cult thing in our heads that yeah, we were. Yeah, I did kept you get brought over here that. by that or? Um, yeah, and I said, did or one of us said, did someone bring you here? And you respond with, bring me. Yeah. Which I didn't notice at the time. I don't know. No, I didn't. Didn't obviously I was doing the Esther's method. Well, I'm just trying to kind of repeat what I'm hearing. I'm not necessarily second guessing it. I'm thinking. No, because obviously at the time we you have no frame of reference. Yeah. You're literally just hearing these things. You aren't hearing what's everything being asked. Seems, everything is random. Yeah, but every time I've listened back to this, whether it was just the first listen back to figure out how I was going to do this, uh, when I was making the clips, when I was trying to like you know sound design the clips or whatever, the thing that every single time I heard it made me stop and be like, know what I mean. Mm. Hundreds of colors, yeah. so nice. Mm. It's probably gibberish. But again, every time I hear myself say that, I'm like, it kind of there. I get a sort of this is important feeling. You also at one point say hundreds of uh, was it hundreds of people, yeah. hundreds, hundreds of, men. of men. Well, and I'm to- I'm assuming you're not talking about your body count here. No. <laughs> um, Amy has a theory. Yeah. Yes. Who we were talking to. Only after she kind of posted in a WhatsApp group, I have this theory, this could be it. I heard it again. And with that in mind, I had added context to certain other points. So we're going to let Amy 
Amy, Amy's got a theory. She's been very excitedly telling me about it over the last few days. Um, can I just mention one thing that we that it says? Are you only able to communicate with us until the end of September? And right at the beginning, it says about September. Yeah, and you reply with, "You are no sitting down, still dancing." But there was a quite a big pause. So it's like, "Are you only able to communicate with us until the end of September?" You are. Yeah, you are. You are. Well, yeah, because we left shortly. Well, we left at what? Just gone eleven o'clock. Yeah. Shortly before the end of September, because yeah. that was, as I said in the clip, thirtieth September, the last day of the month. Yeah. So, right, yeah. come on, your theory. Ugh. Blow our minds. So Amy. I almost feel like this is too ridiculous, but everything. We literally is... sat in a churchyard talking to potentially someone from the future. Yeah, good point. The past or space okay. or island. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, so I was browsing some of the, or putting together some of the words that came up. Yeah, key words that came up. And one that obviously stood out is, I'm an Irish man called Patrick, <laughs> which we instantly was like, no, you're not. Yeah, don't be silly. Um, And then it's, I think it stood out more because then a little bit later when we ask about where you're from, you're like from Dewsbury, which mm. we hadn't heard of. At one point. Somebody asked me, and I'm like, oh, we don't need any of that. And yeah. later on, I clearly changed my mind. Yeah, I'm you're like, like, I'm from Dewsbury. I'm from Dewsbury, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, Hillary Jones. I'm from, from Ireland, <laughs> mate. Um, so there was a very famous uh, man from Ireland that came to, well, he came to England and started his kind of career in Dewsbury. Mm. Um, he was Patrick Bronte, who was the Bronte sisters and son. But, we but Emma, Emily and Charlotte. And Anne. And, and Anne. And Maria. The um, famous Brontes that, who wrote yeah, Maria, like, all Elizabeth, those books. Yeah, Maria, Elizabeth, Charlotte, Branwell, Emily and Anne. Yeah, them. They were their children. Um, so he was born in 1777 on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> in Northern Ireland um, he then came to England and he studied at St John's College in Cambridge in 1802 graduated in 1806 with a bachelor's degree he was ordained into the Church of England shortly after and took his first duties as a curate in Weathersfield, Essex so that brings us so close to where we were yeah um, well, like, like literally just over the border from Essex yeah, at this point. exactly. Um, <clears throat> so then in 1809, he goes to Dewsbury. Um, he was a curate there, um, and he was very, very, like, keen to do as much as he could. Mm. So he took on extra responsibilities in the church, Sunday school, and parish. Um, before then, I think I read that... I can't work out at the moment like what age he was here, but mm. at the age of 16, he opened a school. Like, so he was always trying to yeah. better the lives of other people, educate other people, um, which also leads to spell highly because he was a writer. Yeah. His daughters are writers. He homeschooled um, most of his children after the youngest who died. Um, there was a really famous school mm. where there was typhoid, literally just killed the majority <laughs> of the children. His two youngest daughters come back home and they died within a week of each other, which was like the start of his like 
loss of all of his loved ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he led the Sunday school and taught reading and writing. Um, in 1810, he was the first Bronte to be published, but apparently it wasn't very good. Um, in 1812, he married Maria Branwell. Uh, before this, there was another love that he had. Mm. Um, her name was Mary. And think they were kind of dating a little bit but um her... just a reminder this is this is at st mary's and all saints church yeah <laughs> and it's like her dad had just died so her uncle was look was like her guardian mm. and he didn't like patrick at all he then moves away and is writing letters which could be the open letters yeah, we talk about um, mention of open letters earlier. Yeah, because and he's she did not reply at all, and there are it is thought that her uncle had been destroying the letters or hiding them mm. because later on in life, when he sends letters again, he sends it to her aunt. She receives the letters, um, but yeah. So after he was ignored by Mary, he meets Maria. Um, they have the children and he used to tell his children stories of his time growing up in Ireland and he probably passed on his love for literature and mm. all that lot. So it's probably his inspiration that led them to who they were. Um, in 1820, the family moved into Horworth Parsonage, which is where he stayed for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, he was appointed the perpetual curate of Horworth Stanbury and Oxenhope. Um, and his wife died a year later, more tragedy. Um, during his time in Horworth as the village priest, he was also expected to help give medical advice. Um, so, and he would do what he could. He had like medical books mm. um, to try and help as much as he could religiously, medically, educationally. He was doing whatever he could with people. Um, and in 1832, he built a Sunday school. Um, in 1844, he led action to rectify Horworth's unsafe water supply. When I read that, because I'd already read a story about how he had saved, because he used to go on these river walks mm. and he loved it. And there was a young boy who fell in the water and he saved the saved his life and took him home to his family. So when we were talking about the water and it's like, that must be nice. The water and the river nearby. Yeah. Because he said, clear blue water, sounds nice, no. <laughs> um, this was my take on that, because I never, I just thought I was gibberish. Because you floated your theory. And I listened back again, and I was just like, he says, hot, clear blue water. You say, sounds nice. And then he says, no, four, hour, four hours, 400 people. That to me sounds like traveling across the channel. On the boat, you're hot. You can see clear blue water. It's taking you four hours, so yeah. it's not nice. There's 400 people on this boat, or what seems like 400 people. And later on, again, I say 100 people. Yeah. So, like, to me, certain, once you floated that theory, I was like, oh, hang on. That could contextualise that. that could yeah, it's like you start that. opening up little rabbit holes that you don't know you're going to go down. When did he die? He died in eighteen eighty three, which was what was that? What was that phrase that you said during your? Uh... We can't. 
decipher whether I say A3 or 83. Or 83. If I say eight, 83. Well, it was either A. It was 83. Or A3. Yeah. Right. At the time I heard A3. Yeah, at the time we thought you said A3. So I'm thinking about the A3. That's when you said that, I instantly was just like, look, my notes. He died in 83. He died in 83, and suddenly it makes a lot more sense. He died at the age of 83. He died at the age of 83. Which would, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of red strings. Yeah. But why would he be there, of all places? That he has no link to that location that we know of. That we know of, obviously. Yeah. It was a small church in a village. Mm. He moved all around England, like. There's so many places. Like he's in Cambridge. He's in London. He's in Essex. So it's entirely possible that his wife, at some point, his wife came from Essex. Yeah. And I'll talk about it in a minute. But he met so many people from all these different churches. Yeah. Even if he only went there for a day, or was it a, a wedding? You're, or a, you're already being a good idea. What? Emailing the Tokag people about this. Well, <laughs> I tried to. I did try and find records of him being there. Officially, mm. I can't find anything. Yeah. Not to say he's not there. Yeah, might be worth following up with him. Yeah, because it might be, it could be that a portal had been opened and he's, or he never stopped travelling. Yeah. Even after he died, spreading whatever it is that he wanted to spread. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have told him off playing silly buggers. If we find <laughs> out. Well, apparently any, he was quite a playful man. If we find out any relevant information, we can always do like a. We can do an addendum to this. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just thinking on a future episode, we could be like, okay, before we get into today's we, yeah, we've got an update, yeah. If I find out anything before the video, like any other information, and I'll, I can go into it all a little bit deeper on that, because I'd like to stick to the import, you know, some of the important yeah, we've links. got another, like, 13-minute clip. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've nearly finished, don't worry. Um, so this is another thing about the water, which really stood, yeah. you know. Um, in 1844, he led action to rectify Hallworth's unsafe water supply because he wasn't convinced, even though tuberculosis was very, very, yeah. you know, very deadly in the time, and most of his children died of tuberculosis. He, he wasn't happy with the answer of, like, they died. Yeah. They just died. He was like, something has happened. I need to, you know, he wanted to push yeah. for answers and to maybe save other people. Um, and he realised when he was doing a lot of burials that there was a significant amount of burials of children over this period of time. Um, so he wanted them to look into it and he pestered and pestered and pestered. Eventually they did. Um Woolworth was found the unhealthiest place to live in England. Um, and in 1850, the government finally inspected the water and found that 24 houses shared one toilet. There was only nine working water pumps in the whole village. There were no drains. Human and animal waste was being dumped in the street. And the village water was being polluted by decomposing bodies from the graveyard. 42% of children born there died before the age of six years old. So... Because of him pushing for yeah, this, they the water all this stuff. Yeah, they then fixed the whole every area of like the water, like they had a reservoir bill, all this yeah. sort of stuff. Um, so maybe him talking about the water not being nice, it might have looked nice. Yeah, but it was actually it full was, of rotting bodies. Yeah, charming. Um, and then yeah, he continued this sort of like um, campaigning for 
better things and yeah. like um he wrote to the Leeds intelligent intelligence as supporting a government plan for compulsory education um which again could be letters pushing he says it can't be legal in one of the phrases yeah it could be referring to quite a lot of different quite a lot of different things by the sounds of it he was involved in yeah he made so many positive changes and it's weird because when you first read about him or like the old accounts of him it was like he was this stern strict man yeah. he had no love for his children when you actually look into the facts he was the most loving father like yeah. he wrote he wrote letters to his daughters one of them was like really heartbroken and she missed her dog and he wrote a letter from the dog <laughs> to cheer her up and i just think that is the sweetest thing like no man that's described as kind of like a scrooge would do that no and so yeah he was very big on writing letters um yeah he, he never remarried outlived all his children had no direct descendants and he was buried beside his daughter charlotte they said, um, like, take it up, and they opened her grave, mm. put him next to her. <laughs> so I don't know whether that could be connected to, to people maybe, like, taking up a grave. Oh, yeah, a bit tenuous. Yeah. Um, yeah, he passed away at the age of 83 in 1861. There's, there are other links, but... Yeah, there's, there's a lot so there, much. and we're already at two and a half hours. Yeah, if I go on to any more, <laughs> we'll never stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, before we get into this one, this is the part of the investigation that most kind of intrigued me on the night, mm. and it was the part that I was most excited to listen to when I first sat down to edit all this stuff. Yeah, energy drinks are great for keeping you awake. Mm-hmm, that's why I was like... EMS going again. Oh. You still here and want to communicate with us? You still want? Yep. Yep, okay. Nice to know. Are you the person that we spoke to a little while ago or are you someone, wait, are you yeah. someone different? Are you Patrick? <laughs> Whatever his name was. Patrick. <laughs> You're not Patrick, okay? <laughs> Don't argue with me. <laughs> so I am Patrick. You can have lots of different footage to piece together, aren't you? I'm gonna be very busy. Lucky I don't work Mondays. Okay, would you would you like us to use a more traditional form of communication? We have a spirit board here. Can I just ask one question? Go on. Then. Are you, are you using the name Patrick because you know that it bothers me? That's not very nice, is it? You know it's not nice and you're doing it anyway. Yeah, and you seem to be showing off now. That, by the way, listeners, uh, one of our EMF meters, when it goes above a certain point, the screen goes red and it beeps to let you know you're in a strong EMF field. So those responses we're getting are their strong reactions. Yeah. Thank you. We're, we're explaining that. And I won't explain to the listeners Why? who that person is, but the fact that it made me actually say the name, which what? I don't say. Yeah. It knows what it's doing. It's it's being and it's it, being unkind is what it's being. It's chosen the name deliberately because it knows it'll upset Amy. 
What name's this? Sorry, I was away. <laughs> Patrick. Oh, okay. And when I asked, we got that's a very why. strong. Yeah, she asked if that's why it was doing it, and we got immediate, very strong response. Oh, okay. So it's it's being. And now it's calmed itself down. Be be polite, okay? We're being polite. We'd appreciate you being polite as well. It's only fair, isn't it? We didn't like being told. They don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody does. Are you a trickster? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay, we get it. Yeah, you are. Are you Venus? The trickster spirit? No? Okay. Would would we know your name? Your real name? No, you don't think we would? No. You're not Loki then. <laughs> Are you from Earth? No. Uh, do you, you come from somewhere other than Earth? You seem to be suggesting that earlier. You do? Yeah. Have you travelled a long, long way to speak to us tonight? Yeah. That is an odd, odd response. Yeah. I'm like in waves. Okay. Um. Okay, so you're not from Venus, but are you from space? Are you? Are you from another? Uh, dimension another dimension another another reality the future are you from the future oh, I was going to ask that the past the past okay but not from earth are you from we haven't asked anything yet are you from a spiritual realm are you from the afterlife? Okay. Did you, you ever exist as a human? You did, so this can't be the same. It's something else, or it's two. Unless it is the same one, then it's just on, on a wind-up again. Yeah, could be two trying to communicate at the same time. Yeah. You're definitely a trickster, aren't you? <laughs> is there more than one of you there? No. So it is just the one on the wind-up. Was I right when I suggested that you were drawn to classical music because it reminds you? <laughs> yeah. There you go. So. Well, I mean, I think that's still playing in the headphones, so you can listen to that. Would you like us to leave you alone now? Or are you happy for a few more questions? Yeah, you're happy yeah. with more questions. Do you get a lot of visitors late at night? I feel like it's like, kind of, but mm. not as much. Yeah. Were you brought here by cult activity? Summoned or? 
No. That was pretty definitive. Are you messing with the trees? No. Was it you making the footstep noises earlier? Yeah? <laughs> yes, we thought so. Good, because that freaked me out. <laughs> well done. You think you're funny, don't you? Hopefully that got captured on something. Yeah. Would you like us to, to, to share what we found here tonight? Would you like us to share our conversation with you? Yeah? You want the world to know that we've talked to you? We show you beautiful. Yeah, I saw a couple of them. I'm worried I'm going to find them in my underwear later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think that's funny? <laughs> Would you like to get in Amy's underwear later? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and me both, mate. <laughs> yep, that makes three of us. Yeah. Didn't like my joke, though, did it? If I clip any, anything out for the socials, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a randy ultra-terrestrial ghost, a spirit. Are we right in thinking that you're an ultra-terrestrial? It may not be a phrase that he understands. Um, oh, there we go. No, it doesn't understand it. doesn't understand it. I think it might be more of like a natural type being. So you're the green man? Yeah, some sort of nature spirit. I think it was a green man. It was blown the EMS up. The green man's nice. Yeah. Do you know the green man? No, but a green man is nature. Nature is meant to look after it. nature. Uh, are you? Are you? Do you identify as male? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we will continue referring to you as as him and he. Okay. Yeah. Bye. So it's a non-human entity that identifies as male. Yeah. Is the colour green important to you? Uh, mildly. No. <laughs> Have you been here since the 16th century? Yeah. Have you been here since before then? Yeah. Uh, were you here when the Romans were here? You were. Were you brought here by the Romans? Oh, okay. Okay. So you're I, not English. You're Italian. That explains. That explains it. I kept getting, uh, like, Pavarotti. Okay, yeah. Through. You agreeing didn't, with us? There we go. Didn't someone say Italy? Or the Romans. Or Italian. Yeah, there was something mentioned about that. Yeah. So you're Italian? Or come from or that Roman. part of... Yeah, yeah. Come from that part of the world. Were yeah. you a, were you brought here as a slave, or did you come as a free man? That's right. Was you brought here as a slave? Yeah. Hang on, this doesn't make sense because it's already identified itself. Well, he's already identified himself as non-human. Unless this is someone else. Is this is this someone else we're talking to now? Yes. Okay. Or are you just agreeing with us? Are you just agreeing for, with us to for get? The laughs? For it to get more interaction. No. I don't know. That, that looks like giggling to me. True. So, you came here with the Romans, but you've already told us you're not human and you were never human. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I agree. So, are you one of their... They have lots, they have lots of household... 
household, one of their household gods. One of their small gods that they worshipped. Size don't matter. Or are you an animal? You're an animal spirit. Were you worshipped as an animal spirit? You were. Okay. Um. Are you scared of Pazuzu? <laughs> Not really. Not really. Are you Remus or Romulus? Oh, come on. There's no way you're one of the old wolf gods. I don't doubt. I, I, I can believe that we've made contact with something. I don't believe. You, Remus? It's like, no. You, you got me there. <laughs> Are you Romulus? Okay. That makes more sense. Were you part of the Roman pantheon? No. So something pre-Roman, possibly. Yeah. Which would make sense. Rome, uh, Romulus and Remus were technically pre-Roman and were kind of, kind of adopted into their pantheon. Were you in England when Boudicca was in England? No. Are you trapped here? No. No. Would you like to leave? Can you leave when you want to? So that kind of suggests you are trapped here then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you are trapped here, but you're not... You're understandably not not proud of that fact. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because it's probably like, well, I don't want people to know that I'm not powerful enough to leave. Were you bound here by, by someone or something? You were. Okay. Would you like somebody to attempt to free you one day? Would you like to be released? No, you seem quite happy. I mean, it's a nice place, if you're going to be stuck anyway, as a disembodied spirit, it's quite a nice place to be, I suppose. So you're Mao, but you're not human, but you were brought here by the Romans, but you weren't here when Boudicca was here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you came just... later. Were you here when the Romans fell? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And... Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> were you were you happy to be left here by the Romans? Well, we should probably wrap it up anyway. Yeah. It's been lovely talking to you. Yeah. Would you mind us coming back one day to do a follow-up? Will you talk to us again in the future? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. That, that looks like a maybe to me. But yeah, thank you so much for your time. You oh, can't no, come with us quick. or attach yourself or I should do touch that us before we leave. Yeah. But we really appreciate talking to you. Yeah, thank you for talking to us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. <laughs> um, Again, there's a lot to unpack so there. <laughs> my first, my first thing that I wanted to bring up about this is quite very early on. I feel like you two were getting a lot of um, joy from the EMF that beeped. Yeah. Until I come back.
once <laughs> I come back, it only beeps once, possibly twice more throughout the whole yeah. session. But before I come back at the beginning, it's just beeping. We, we were like, and there were questions. very strong responses. Yeah. Very quick responses. And we were telling, we were, we were telling it off. I was telling it off. I kind of feel like, though, that before this point, we'd gotten the most joy when I was channeling. Yeah. Doing the Esther's method. So I'm kind of a little bit confused as to, like, okay, so he was the conduit before, but now he's come back into the situation and we're going to get... I think this is, this is a completely different entity to who we were sp- talking to during your Estes session. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think they're very different entities. I initially thought it was the same one, which is why I asked the question about who it was. Yeah. Which I think at the time I thought, oh, you're saying you're Patrick. Like, get to me. But then looking back at the footage mm. and where the conversation then goes from there... It doesn't seem like that's the case. Yeah, I don't think it would have been malicious. Mm. I think it probably said Mm. it to be like, yeah, yeah, I am actually, like, playing with us, being a trickster. And then you tell it off, and I think it's like, oh, okay, okay, I'll behave. But it still does take us on this kind of, like, weird journey where it's like, yeah, I'm this. No, I'm not. Yeah, I am. You take the pieces that that it... does consistently agree to it says it's it's from the past um not from earth. it's not from earth traveled a long way it's traveled a long way um it identifies as male because you know even for disembodied roman small gods gender identity is important um worship doesn't animal spirit worship well we we, 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 we a, get some very yeah. specific answers we, we, it leads us Eventually, yeah. and we st- we're asking some very specific questions, and it gives us, you know, it confirms or or denies yeah. certain things. So we basically get to the point where we establish that it's it's old, it's not terrestrial, um, it's been there for a bloody long time. Yeah. It was brought over with the Romans, left which behind by like them. Traveled a long way. Yeah, just... and it's for what we can get. I mean, at one point it claims to be uh, Romulus and, and Remus, yeah. uh, the founders prehistorical founders of Rome and then it, it kind of agrees no I'm not actually them but it's aware of it but it's aware of them on that note earlier on when you're doing the Estes method mm. there's talk of a wolf there's talk yeah. of a wolf yeah and obviously Romulus and Remus famously raised by wolves yeah um, um, something else it confirmed was that I definitely had footsteps earlier on yes because you ask about yeah. was that you doing the footsteps and it's like yep that was me that's the thing it's like I wrote a list of all of the times it, the EMF meter flickered or did anything. Yeah. And the ones where it really went off, mm. I put like the exclamation mark. There's somewhere it kind of flickers, but it's it kind not. of flickers in it. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But the ones that it really went off for was that it's a trickster, travelled a long way. Um, I think the classical music one. Yeah. Um. It's been here since before the 16th century. Yeah. Um, worship does an animal spirit. And the other ones that were quite um, quite strong, but not, yeah. you know, were things like that it likes, that it agrees that the green man is nice. Yes. Um, yeah, because when we're, when we're talking, yeah. it chimes, yeah. it joins in the conversation. Yeah, it's like agreeing with us. Uh, things like, like the, making the footsteps. Yeah. It didn't go off for... 
the trees. Yeah. And it's like the trees could really be anything. The trees, the, the we footsteps. The, the footsteps we hear, you know, very definitive footsteps. The trees, we hear voices. Yeah. Not, I heard children's voices to start with. Yeah. We then obviously hear that disembodied voice um, just before we start doing the Estes sessions. We also heard, uh, the reason we stopped the investigation here is because we thought we heard different voices approaching. Yeah. Turns out we didn't. There was no one there. Yeah. But we heard voices and thought it was people coming to the site, so we wrapped up. But it's definitely claiming the footsteps. It, it, it very definitively claims it was responsible for the footsteps. Yeah. It, it claims to be Mal, and then yeah. goes on to purple and Amy, so I'd say that's a fact. That's, 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 yeah. that's confirmed. That's <laughs> we can lock that I, one I, in. I kind of felt like we were joking around with it. Yeah. Like, we, were, we kind of almost matched each trickster energy, and yeah. that kind of that, to me, feels like we got more out of it. Yeah. There, yes. there was a point where we all laugh, and it's flashing at the same time, and off. Feel like, you feel like there's a fourth person yeah, in the group having this conversation with some, us. Some friend. Like, Wait, did we did we seriously contact a, a Roman deity? I think we might have done. That's something... Greg and Dana, I'm just putting it out there. They ain't spoken to no Roman deities. And I'll be honest, like... <laughs> Possibly Hecate, who was Greek, but... I, I thought maybe we would communicate with a ghost or... It's, yeah, it's crazy. We went out there like expecting to to communicate with like a, a 12th century ghost or something. And I, I, re- I didn't think we would get much. I thought we might get a few flickers of the EMF. And that yeah. Cool. But the fact that we just... It just we definitely have to go back out there and, and just, just to talk, to, just to speak to this entity. To yeah. We've got so much information that if we can just get a little bit more, yeah. we can put a name to it and, and say, look, we've it's been here. Serious. We've communicated with this spirit this entity and we now know what it is and then obviously once you've got a name you can find out we can go and do our research and and, and get the history of it it says it was brought over by the romans right yeah but it says it wasn't here with Boudicca. yeah so that initial first invasion where they fight Boudicca and it, it's not here it came over with a later yeah but it's definitely here when rome falls yeah so at some point during the time that well, that initial invasion and 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 settlement, you know, was quite fraught and and wasn't oh, was not by no means an easy thing. But then once, effectively, once Boudicca was was put to put to rest, yeah, once those first couple of years are out of the way, yeah, it becomes a much quieter time. And then they could start bringing in more priests and and, and that sort culture, of yeah. exactly. They could start rather than sending over legions, they were sending over colonists and settlers, which makes sense that they would then be bringing over. Their their household gods, their household rituals and beliefs. Yeah. When we was asking about it being a slave, in my head I was picturing a slave, like a human yeah. slave. But you get servants to the gods, and yeah. it could be its own animal spirit. That well, they had they had like deities that were responsible for like storing stuff in drawers yeah. and bear, that would be one of their responsibilities would be you know they're the effectively the patron saint of cupboards yeah, yeah exactly they had, a, and, they had a god for tying your boots and you would say your prayer to the god as you tied your boots exactly yeah. so it's so, like it very much could have been um worshipped as an animal spirit and be a slave or a servant to, to a, a higher, higher power. power yeah <laughs> um, we, to do the rest of <laughs> we can't help but be smutty, can we? No. 
It's, it true. comes out several times in this. We make smarty jokes. I mean, admittedly, I, with this particular entity, I think that helped. Yeah, yeah I, I think because it was quite you, a jovial. Yeah, you it, got that it sense just, from it. It fitted the energy. We were laughing, like you said earlier. It felt like it was laughing yeah. with us. So I was having a great time talking to it. And you and I can't, as you pointed out, we we can't help but bicker. <laughs> That's basically the basis of our other podcast yeah. is us bickering. You put the three of us in a room, we're going to do two things. We're going to bicker and we're going to make smarty jokes. Yeah. Doesn't matter how serious, sensible or earnest we are. That's just that's, that's going do. to happen. And there's always a lot of waffling while, while thinking we're secretly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we that this episode is proof of that. Yeah. We're um, pushing three hours. Before we <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Like an hour of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> before we get out of it do we have any final thoughts any kind of wrap up any kind of like closure um, closure not really I mean we made contact with to my mind two definitive things and possibly yeah. a bunch of others that dropped in or, or weren't weak enough to maintain contact yeah um, your Estes session was oh. definitely that, that was definitely something. That was insane. That yeah. and the EMF conversation, I feel, was like really, really broke through and started getting actual... Things were, yeah. yeah. I feel like it was gradually building up and maybe it's because of the power it had been taken. Yeah. But I'm also thinking... Probably the power we were giving it by... Yeah. It's a give and take, giving isn't it? it? We're giving it... Um, when you first meet someone, conversations are a little bit in, in disjointed the and the more you talk... Yeah. There are some sort of spirits in that that it's known that if you give it attention, you're feeding it. You're feeding it, yeah. And I'm thinking maybe that's why we didn't get much around the graveyard. Yeah, there there wasn't much. There there wasn't much energy, but also there were stronger things there. There were stronger things there than than potentially disembodied spirits of of deconsecrated graves. Yeah. I don't really know much about elementals, but from what I've looked into, I do think that's what we were communicating with. And the closest thing that I've found so far is a fawn. Yeah. Which the personality, the fact that it's jokey. Yeah. And it could be linked to your restless method, where it's um to my party. And, yeah. And where we we ask it about the that. classical music and like it wants to dance and that's kind of what they like. Yeah. They were Pan's servants, weren't yeah, they? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Which explain slaves. Yeah. And the, green, and the green and man. the green man because that, as we know there's all links they all yeah. link together they're all from that same just a uh, gestalt pool of, yeah. of entities and as well when you talk about the air and all around you like maybe the, your estes method and the emf conversation was with the same person yeah something, something different. very different um if you are local to uh harford you're in you know, southern Hartford, northern Essex, where we are. Um, and you get a chance, do go and check it out, that church. Um, again, to be respectful, it's a really nice place. It's a lovely place to visit. Uh, during the day, it's very scenic, very beautiful. Um, yeah, go down and check it out. Take a picnic. Take a Take picnic. A yeah. And, uh, yeah, if, you're, if, if you have any input on anything we've discussed on this episode, do reach out to us. Uh, all of our contact details will be available with this episode because <laughs> I can't remember any of them yeah. off the top of my head yet. Video but coming soon. As there's well. a video coming soon on our YouTube channel. Again, all of our socials and contact details are below this episode. So reach out. 
I have no idea how long this episode is going to be, but it looks like a long one. So if you're still with us, thanks <laughs> Thank for listening. you. Rooney, take us out. Okay, it is now 22.42. We are calling it a night. We've had conversations, we've, signs. We've got ideas of what it could be, but it didn't... It was playing silly buggers with us. So, uh, it was quite fun. Yeah, I've never been led uh, on the... I've never had a spirit or entity play silly buggers with me before, so... Yeah, I feel different. like everything we've ever spoken to in the past has been honest. It's been fairly straightforward. So, uh, yeah, well, unless anything interesting happens on the way back, um, this is Synchronicities signing off. <laughs> Remember, you don't have to be hired to indulge in the strangeness. Is that, is that our thing now? Yeah. <laughs>